3: for many reasons. It's uh, been a dark day. It's been uh, a very tumultuous past, uh, I guess, couple of weeks, couple of months in Afghanistan. And today, you know, uh, mid-morning, we get some of the most uh, horrifying news that there was an attack. Uh, we're now getting confirmation up to uh, so far 13 U.S. service members have lost their lives. And this, and there's some crazy stuff I read. Look, I want to say with the breaking news, it's hard to know what all the details are. Different sources are giving different numbers. The most up to date that I've been able to find says 13 US service members have lost their lives. I read one story that said that the US had warned the American troops in, at the airport in Kabul that there was a strong possibility of a terror attack. In the morning, the UK, uh, the UK and the US advised all people, especially their citizens to avoid the area and these brave men and women stayed doing their jobs, knowing, being told that there is a very strong likelihood of a terror attack. Now we're learning that they lost their lives. Of course, there's a, there's a, there's a lot going around. Um, Republicans are, are absolutely coming after Biden on this one. He botched the whole thing. He abandoned Bagram Air Force Base before evacuating civilians. And now we're learning that there's a wild, wild estimate of the Americans that are still in Kabul. Some say it's only a few thousand. Apparently, some reports say it could even be in the tens of thousands, maybe 30,000. We don't know for sure. And the U.S. government, uh, Biden administration, is not actually confirming these numbers. But my friends, I hope you are ready to be angry uh, because it's not my intent to make you angry every day. But we have reporting now from Politico that the U.S. gave the names of American citizens and Afghan allies to the Taliban, telling them, like, here's the people that we want out. One defense official said they just put those people on the kill list. This is bad it's bad and i'm sure i i feel like we're going to be in this conversation for quite a bit uh, apparently glenn beck him, has personally traveled down there this is crazy stuff um you know i we'll, we'll talk all about it but man that is uh mad respect absolutely absolutely uh tremendous respect so we're gonna have to get into this and just we got other stories we do but uh, we definitely got to talk about this so joining us today is senior commentary for the washington examiner beckett adams Thanks for having me. Do you want to just give a quick introduction for yourself?
2: Yeah, I do senior commentary for the Washington Examiner. I enjoy especially covering politics, but mostly uh, keep an eye on what the media is up to. Right on, right on. Cool. Dig it, man. Hey, we have – is is that a
3: captain's uniform? Yes.
4: Uh, Reporting to the bridge, Tim. I'm here and Ian's I'm ready wearing for you. A Star Trek <laughs> this shirt. is these next-generation Star Trek red shirts, so I'm not the first guy to get sent good, down. Good, right by I death. was worried. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. I'm actually one of the commanders. So get ready.
0: <laughs> awesome. What's up, dog. I'm excited for tonight's conversation, but I am disturbed by what's been going on. So hopefully, we can get all the way to the bottom of it.
3: Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get access to the exclusive TimCast IRL members segments that we put up Monday through Thursday, and you'll also get an ad-free experience, and you will sleep well knowing that you are supporting fierce and independent journalism because we actually have a bunch of independent journalism, uh, um, or I should say, on-the-ground reporting that we are producing we just had a reporter in new york city covering a union protest against vaccine mandates so if you want to support more work like that become a member at timcast.com don't forget to like this video subscribe to this channel leave us a good review on podcasts whatever share it with your friends let's uh let's just quickly go into the more serious nature of what's happening because we have uh here's here's a story uh this is uh, um, one of the most recent stories we've been able, been able to find. ABC7 reporting at 7 p.m., 13 U.S. service members killed in Kabul airport attacks. Biden says attackers will pay. We will not forgive. We will not forget. We will hunt you down and make you pay, Biden said. Two suicide bombers and gunmen attacked crowds of Afghans flocking to Kabul's airport Thursday, transforming a scene of desperation into one of horror in the waning days of, the, of an airlift. For those fleeing the Taliban takeover, the attacks killed at least 60 Afghans and 13 U.S. troops, Afghan and U.S. officials. I think one of the most harrowing things I heard was a, uh, a man who was an interpreter for the Marine Corps called into Fox News and said that after the blast, there was a you know, five year old little girl that he was trying to resuscitate and she died in his arms. This didn't have to happen. Why? Why are we in this mess?
2: No, this had to happen. I, so much of the criticism that has been directed at the Biden administration, which, by the way, they've tried to deflect by conflating criticism for how we are withdrawing with the cr- very sort of non-existent criticism that we should have never left. The main argument isn't we shouldn't leave uh, Afghanistan. I think most people actually do support that. A lot of polling shows that, especially recent polling. The criticism is for how we have done it, in the weeks since this has happened, it has been clear that everything they have done has been made up as they go. There was no plan. They claim they planned for all contingencies. Clearly they did not. They evacuated the military before they evacuated our allies and civilians. In and the dead of night, no less. In the de- and they didn't, they didn't inform the field commander at Bagram Air Base, by the way. They didn't tell the Afghani commander. They just Irish goodbye overnight. Wow. After 20 years, it's like a bad boyfriend. Um, so one thing that I, I hear, repeatedly when I criticize or I, I talk about this on social media or write about it, or these kind of you know, the Twitter Biden stands respond with Oh, could you could you be doing it better? Yes. Yes I could. Number one, don't you, you evacuate your civilians first, leave your military there as a rear guard, then you take out your combat troops. This is so don't close down Bagram. It has two airstrips. It's also secluded and, and strategically situated. Instead they've bottlenecked everyone in an international airport in Kabul that's surrounded by the Taliban, and we are now completely dependent on whether or not the Taliban will pretty please let our people live.
3: It's, it's how many people in Kabul, 5 million or, or something like that?
2: Roughly, yeah, I'd have to double check. But so, so it's a very dense, urban populated area. And now we're asking our soldiers and Marines and everyone else over there to essentially ferry these people to safety, despite the fact they're completely surrounded.
3: This needs to be stressed to all of the people who are desperate to say it's not Biden's fault. First thing I'll give you is when they say it's George W. Bush's fault, I go, alright, well to a certain degree, I would agree with that, but Donald Trump had a peace deal and a plan for, for, for the evacuation for the pullout, and yeah, I don't think Joe Biden had a plan.
2: No, that's the thing too, is like, look, we can say Trump's plan was garbage, we can say it was ill-advised, we can say it was stupid, that doesn't matter. Biden is not beholden to it. He's a grown-ass president. He can make his own decisions. And he has shown repeatedly he has no problem overturning Trump executive actions, Trump policies, or anything else related to Trump. He ran on the fact that he would overturn everything. So the idea that – because he's been striking this bizarre – uh, a tone where it's paradoxical where he says, no, yeah, I made the decision because I care about America. Also, my hands are tied. What can I do? And but so
3: this, is, like- this is, this is, already we, we have, we, we got to break this down and make sure everybody understands this. The original deadline was May 1st. Mm-hmm. You should not, in the middle of the night, skip out on your strategic Air Force base, which is, I believe, about 45 miles outside of Kabul. Mm-hmm. That it's got what, two runways?
2: Two runways, yeah.
3: So, I mean, the first thing I started reading when I'm reading from the opinions of national security experts, military experts in these in these in these various op eds. Why did they, in the middle of the night, abandon the the the, the base along with our resources, our, our weapons, just the, the black hawk helicopters, and then say, okay, now now for everybody who's still there, if you want to leave, go to the airport. What? That I'm I'm just I'm confused. I'm genuinely confused because let me, let me just stress this point either they're really really dumb or they did it on purpose.
2: This is something we keep coming back to where you you know the old saying is never attribute malice uh, to that which can be uh, explained simply by stupidity. Lin's razor. Yes, Thank you. my favorite. But you looking at this is how we left military aircraft which now the Taliban have and they're almost certainly going to sell that to the Chinese or Russians to disseminate and study and make their own versions. Mm. We left hundreds of guns, we left millions of dollars, we left trucks. And then again, taking military out first doesn't make any sense. You look at this and you go, Why and how? I keep getting stuck on that. And the sort of the nonsensical approach that Biden has taken to this every step of the way is we had to get out and then when the Taliban came and, and overran the country, nobody saw this was would happen. Then the bombs go off today and essentially it's well, you know, this is why we have to leave and also we have to leave and also send in more troops because we now need to go get the people who did this. What is there what, a plan?
3: Where 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 is the political commentary gone from? What, a couple days ago it was, this is literally Trump's plan, it's Trump's fault. Now they're saying bombs go off all the time in
2: Afghanistan. That's why we're leaving. Mm-hmm. But so it goes to the point, we're like, who cares if this is Trump's thing? You are president now. Today he was asked at his press conference, uh, President Biden was, if he takes full responsibility for the dead Marines and the Navy uh, medic, the corpsman. And he answered, um, not even loosely paraphrasing, I take full responsibility, but remember... This was Trump's plan. That's what he said. He did say that he was responding to Peter Ducey at Fox News. Mm-hmm.
3: Trump's plan was not to leave in August. Right. It was would, May first.
2: That's the other thing to point out is that he keeps saying I am tied to what Trump did. They already blew through the deadline established by the Trump administration. And the point we keep coming back to is Trump's plan didn't involve shuttering Bagram, getting the military out first, and then abandoning U.S. nationals and, al- and our allies. That was never in the Trump plan. Yeah,
3: I don't. I, I. 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 It's hard for me to believe that this is dumb to be honest, because. You know that if you pull the military out before your, the civilians and you abandon
2: an Air Force base, you know this is going to happen. So, I mean, look, we keep coming back. Is it stupidity? Because they say we didn't have any intelligence. General uh, Miley said we didn't have anything indicating that the Taliban would essentially retake the entire country within seven days. Huh. The intelligence community is saying otherwise. Somebody's, this is this like the, the line from the old Dire Straits song? Is two men say they're Jesus, one of them's got to be wrong. Yeah. That's what this feels like. Okay. Somebody's not telling the truth right now. There gotta be hearings on this.
4: I mean, they got, they knew, of course they knew they were ready to take the country in seven days. They, they'd they known that we were evacuating for like eight months. They've been ready for this moment.
3: No, but it, it, we weren't supposed to pull logistics and support for 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 the Afghan yeah, security Yeah, they forces. smelled blood and they
4: seized the opportunity. Well,
3: there there were videos going back uh, a month or two ago where the Afghan commandos were fighting back. And then when they, there, there's this video, it's horrifying. They run out of ammo, so they surrender. And the Taliban comes in and executes them all, films it all, and puts it on the internet. So they, they didn't immediately just say we give up. No, the Biden administration abandoned them, as you mentioned. Didn't even tell the, the, the was it the commander the Afghan School yeah Forces he was commander. He, he
2: was the airfield uh, commander there just gone. Bagram yeah at Bagram he was the Bagram commander of, of the Afghan Dude, army. I'm looking at a at
4: a satellite image of Bagram and Kabul. How who in their right mind would think that that evacuating Bagram would make any sense? If you and look sending people
3: to yeah right. they're like in a
4: valley together, Kabul and Bagram. Surrounded by mountains, like defensible location. Why would they why would they abandon the, that airstrip? The
2: only way you can get to that airstrip is with trucks or with a an uh, what's the word I'm looking for? With an air force. Neither of which well the Taliban have trucks, but they well, they have an air force now. Yeah they do. Because we abandoned Bagram. Mm. Uh, this is the thing. Biden also claimed today that he was advised by his top commanders and military advisors that Bagram could be left because it didn't provide much of a strategic output. So like again, I don't want to jump on the impeach train or whatever too soon, but at this point, like, there need to be hearings, especially now that American blood has been shed, which I, I just want to clarify. One of the more really irritating and insidious narratives that has been kind of bubbling up in the press right now is, well, you know, not a lot of Americans have died. Yeah. What about our Afghan allies? We're being hunted. They're being executed. They're being... Their homes are being, you know, door to door. They're being dragged out in the street. They're being tortured. That doesn't matter just as long as American blood's not shed. And
3: now And now they're saying... Well, you know, the bombs go off. It, it happens all the time. And, of course, that's why we're getting out in the first place. It's not Biden's fault. No, I'll tell you what I said, um, what many people said, what almost every single person we've had on this show has said. It, it is so such common sense. Abandoning American citizens in in Kabul, abandoning Bagram Air Force Base, you better prepare yourself for what's to come in the next several days when we start seeing the blood of Americans and our allies. Now, what we're seeing here. Man, it's like uh, it's got getting punched in the gut because we knew it was bad already, mm. and we are. I, I kind of feel like in the past few days, I was thinking like, "Wow, Biden screwed this one up," but hearing that they were securing the, the 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 airport and they were getting out, I was like, "Okay, he botched this. Americans are going to be stranded," but maybe this ends at the very least without reaching this level. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Part of me, I guess, wanted to hold out thinking like, "We're not going to see you know bombs going off at the airport."
2: I I'm. I mean, I guess I'll just disagree. I thought the moment that they bottleneck themselves in Kabul. It's surrounded by the Taliban. We're completely at the mercy. I'm.
3: What I'm saying emotionally, I was. Oh, not, oh. I was. I was sitting here thinking like it's going to be okay. Hmm. Like I, the Americans are in trouble. That I get our allies. They're in there, but I have a feeling like there's a chance that we're gonna we're gonna at least just taper off here. It's not going to escalate to that point. And it was. I think it was me being. I was just naive, naively hopeful. Well, you know but also, I
4: mean? like I was saying before the show, too, the Taliban, I think the Taliban wants to be recognized legitimately as the government of Afghanistan. So they're willing to play ball here and, and make sure these people get out safely. But there's lots of rogue elements with right. explosives that, are, that want to kill. Well,
2: ISIS-K has claimed responsibility for the bombing today, which apparently ISIS-K is the off branch of the old ISIS.
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But to your point, I, I think a lot of us are going
2: to have to prepare ourselves emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever, uh, for if there are Americans left behind. Which I, I guess should, I should add right now, the White House is very clearly signaling that they they themselves believe Americans will be left behind. They will be captured and we will see happen to them most likely what ISIS it's, has done to their prisoners. They line them up in their orange suits, and they make propaganda out of them. Mm-hmm. It's it's worse than that. My friends, I hope you are prepared for the next story
3: we have for you, and I hope you're prepared to uh, sit, I hope you're sitting down for this. With the amount of people that are estimated to be trapped in Afghanistan, be it Afghan allies, even the citizens, but uh, American citizens especially, who we have a responsibility to as our as our, you know, our brothers and sisters, our you know, uh, as well as our Afghan allies for sure. And to humanity in general. There's estimates between a thousand, two thousand at the low end where they're like, oh, there's about a thousand or two thousand left of American citizens we gotta evacuate. Some are saying that it was, you know, NBC News reported fifteen thousand and they evacuated about four and a half thousand, so it might be ten thousand. When we hear, and I want you to remember this, that there are American hostages, I want you to remember what the Biden administration did. From Politico. U.S. officials provided Taliban with names of Americans and Afghan allies to evacuate. Quote, basically, they just put all those Afghans on a kill list, said one one official, one defense official. I don't see why that would be untrue for the Americans. Biden did this with Vladimir Putin. Remember that? He was like, hey, here's the list of things we don't want you to, yep. to attack. Right. And they're like, thanks for the, the hit list of your most important infrastructure. Now they're
2: coming out and being like, here are the people we really care about. Like, Oh, so the ransom's doubled, eh? Or not even the people we care about. Hey, by the way, here are these people. These right. people have been hiding. They've been begging for help. It was actually my my old buddy from Washington Examiner, uh, Phil Wegman, who's now with Real Clear. He was the one who asked the president today at the press conference about this report. He says, can you comment on it? And the president essentially confirmed it, saying there may be such lists being given to the Taliban, but I'm not sure. Which is, again, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me that the commander-in-chief apparently doesn't know what's going on over there. We've seen the Taliban beating people. There's a video of an Australian man.
3: He's being beaten. He's covered in blood. The Taliban can claim whatever they want, but they – look, the, the leadership, like you mentioned just previously, Ian, that they want to be seen as they, – they do want to be seen as a legitimate government. They're calling themselves the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. They don't want to be just this rogue element, the Taliban. They want to be the government,
2: but they can't control their own people. Right. Stuff gets leaked. Look, look that, that list is going to get leaked. Look, even if they want to be a legitimate government, I think the fact that we're losing sight of the fact that it's the fanatic death cult – and we are now completely at their mercy. We are, look, I, I can, I can get down this road later. We are the greatest country, the biggest superpower. I love America and we are completely beholden to the whims of the fanatic death cult mm. in Afghanistan. By now. choice, by, by Biden's choice. choice. And the fact that there's a question about whether this administration won't move earth and heaven to save its its own no, citizens. Any country or a government that doesn't make every possible effort to rescue its own people is not a country that deserves to be one.
3: I got to read you this paragraph. U.S. officials in Kabul gave the Taliban a list of names of American citizens, green card holders, and Afghan allies to grant entry into the militant-controlled outer perimeter of the city's airport, a choice that's prompted outrage behind the scenes from lawmakers and military officials. It seems like the Biden administration is treating these people like any other country or government when they literally just stormed in, killed a bunch of Afghan security forces, started taking over cities, and they're like... Yeah, here here's a list of names for your checkpoints. Do you think that the the Taliban checkpoints are legitimate checkpoints where they're going to be like, oh, yes, an American passport right this way, sir? Or they're going to be like, we got an
2: American. Okay, right that way, sir. Mm. Maybe, to your point, they might for the Americans because they don't want to start another another match. Who knows if Biden will actually make good on his threat and if that ISIS-K will be met with swift retribution. Those Afghan allies, those people are as good as dead. The Taliban will make an example out of them. Oh, yeah. They, those people don't have a chance now they know where they are and they know they're coming.
3: This is the one thing that I think might might naively be giving me hope that the Taliban is scared you go you, you start you start going after these American citizens and you're gonna get you're gonna give them an excuse for reentry and they want the Americans gone they want us out right the Afghans who are staying behind. Well, they're the they're, they're the apostates. They're, they're the they're
4: refugees. They should be admitted mm. status, refugee status. Oh, our our, our allies.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the translators, the families of the translators. The fact the that we that didn't get them out first. What were we? What did they? We knew this was going to happen. We knew the Taliban would come after these people. Anyone with a target. We saw this in Iraq after ISIS came. out. I got it. My brother served in Iraq as a U.S. Marine. And one of the first things ISIS did when they came to power and started marauding through the Middle East is they killed anyone who worked with the United States Marines. So a lot of guys my brother worked with are now dead. There's precedent for this. But where
3: we're at right now is that US officials actually gave the names of these people to the Taliban. That, that, that's a kill list. That, I agree with a defense official. Like, like we can say, we're crossing our fingers that the Taliban has enough control. They're going to say, mm-hmm. get these Americans out of here before we cause more trouble. But this list of Afghan citizens, who worked with them, Mm -hmm. that they're done.
2: I mean, the Biden administration, in this regard, I think is correct, is that we have shared interest with the Taliban. We want to leave. They want us out. So they may play ball to a degree. But the fact that here we are hoping and praying, please, fanatic death cult, play ball. I mean, this we put ourselves in this. The biggest, most powerful country in the world, aside from maybe China, is put itself in this position, and now we're just hoping and praying. But I'm telling you, You those those Afghan allies,
3: they are as good as dead. You know how we put ourselves in this position? Trump was anti-elected. Could you just explain that? There was no enthusiasm for Joe Biden in the election. None. It was like 20% or something. Enthusiasm for Donald Trump was in the 90s. Enthusiasm against Trump was also very, very high. And so this is what happens. When you say, we will literally vote for anything because the orange man is bad. We had a man uh, in Joe Biden who couldn't talk. So they made up that he had a stutter. You go watch videos from Joe Biden when he was in the Senate. He doesn't have a stutter. He never had a stutter. Maybe when he was a little kid, I guess. Fine. Now they're claiming that his inability to speak, his, his memory failings. Oh, it's just uh, he's got a stutter. Stop being mean to him. No, no, no. People were willing to elect a man who was old and incapable simply because they hated Trump. And I, I mentioned this the other day. I, I genuinely believe there would at least be adults in the room. Like, okay, well, you know, this happened, but there's, there's some, there's going to be some adults in the room who are at least going to be like, you know, when grandpa falls asleep, I'll, I'll take this over and we'll, we'll, we'll finish up these documents and get a plan ready and just, you know, wheelchair him into the sun with a little burlap set, you know, blanket on his lap. No, they didn't. And now I, now I kind of understand what's really going on this administration that Biden's at the meeting and he mutters and stumbles and they all just kind of look at each other and go, whatever, because all I care about is me. Where's Kamala Harris when all this goes down? Don't look at me. She's gone. So now I, I, I genuinely believe that in this administration with Joe Biden, Millie, you know, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, they don't know. They don't care. They're probably just thinking like, hey, man, I'm not going to do anything that puts me in, in, in grants me the responsibility for this one. So if Biden mutters and falls asleep, we're just going to say fine, because then when it all goes belly up, his fault, not ours. Right. Instead of being the adults in the room and being like, Biden, abandoning an Air Force base for an embassy is a bad idea. Mark Milley, what did he say? He said, I was ordered to guard the embassy. Did you maybe just think, um, Mr. President, we have to guard the Air Force base. How are we gonna, how are we gonna evacuate people? No, he was just like, you got it. Right. White
2: rage. Right. I mean, these are career bureaucrats. Someone like (laughs) Kamala Harris isn't going to risk everything she's climbed her way to the top to get in order to tell biden no in order to save twenty thousand people yeah she's not going to but is it really that career are are they really that craven i mean to me this is one of those things i'm trying to think of like a a parallel no it's too dark (laughs) (laughs) it's such it's pretty dark well okay catholic sex abuse is such a clear cut thing that the church should be fighting i'm a roman catholic by the way so i'm not just dumping on the catholic church the fact that it is struggling to deal with what is clearly a vile and evil thing. Mm. And it's turned into like, you know, it's difficult sometimes. No, no, no. this is so easy. How are you struggling with this? Likewise, in a different thing. That's dark. (laughs) It's very dark. (laughs) Let's get back to the administration. No, but it's something like that. It was like, how are you struggling with the question of getting every American out? This is so easy. This is so basic. Every major great civilization has put a premium on its own people. And the fact that they're actually using language, the one thing, watch this. Jen Psaki and all of them are saying, using that weird phrase, that terminology, Americans who wanted to leave. Mm. Right. They're already laying the groundwork for the Americans who are going to be left behind because they can claim they didn't want to leave. Actually, the president said that today in his press conference. He said there were a lot who didn't want to leave because they got family. And the thing is, once America pulls out and Taliban takes over, who is going to double check that claim? A bunch of right. American journalists are going to fly into so Taliban-controlled this is, Afghanistan? Th- th- this is priorities.
3: What is the, what, what, what has the Biden administration prioritized? Nation building. That's it. So when, when they decide they're going to be getting out, American citizens are not their priority at all. It's just
2: this was our priority. We're leaving, fine. Everything else we don't give it, We don't give but it. But how about. can it not be? Now look, let's put the moral aspect—the the way that it's morally decrepit—that they are dancing around this issue and hemming and hawing on the issue of saving Americans and Afghan allies. Let's look at the political issue. This is going. There's, this doesn't go away. I know. Uh, Reuters reported re- reported recently that the White House strategy is essentially to just wait this out. They think people will forget about it after oh. it comes and goes. Yeah, after no. No. This is going to be so much worse. Than, first of all, it already is worse than Saigon. And Saigon didn't have people with cameras in their pockets everywhere. Yep. You had a couple of major newswires taking photos. Everyone is going to see this. And it's, I'm telling you, if Americans are left and they're captured and they're made into propaganda tools and killed and executed – you don't lit, you, you don't weather that. that. No, he's gotta, he's gotta resign. No, he resigned, and then you have President Kamala. So I know. I,
3: I, I, I tweeted that, I said, with all the talk about impeaching Joe Biden, which would you prefer, President Biden or President Harris? Oh, God. Most people said President Biden. I know, right? Can I just
2: take the arsenic? <laughs> all
3: right, yeah. Somebody said, uh, don't, don't forget to in, uh, include Pelosi, because mm. if you get Kamala, I don't, I don't see grounds for impeaching Kamala.
2: Well, it turns into this whole weird thing where the Senate is already split, so I don't even think she gets the vice president because that, that's a lopsided vote. That's a whole weird thing on it. So That's a parliamentarian. Well, no, but you know, we get into the issue. So what is the political angle? I can't... Look, the moral angle, we can simply, maybe simplistically say they're just bad people, which I think is fairly true at this point. But the political angle is like, what are you doing? So I keep yeah. coming back to this. is Why are we doing it this way? You are going to get killed in the midterms. You're going to get killed in the election. Mm. If there are images... Of mass groups of Americans getting executed. God forbid. Yep. I'm not gonna knock on wood like Joe Biden. I, god, when he He did that in his interview with George Stephanopoulos, did you he see that he knocked on wood? Yeah, no, when uh Stephanopoulos was like, is, cause this was this the best way to do it? And he's like, Look, you know, it's it's working out. And Stephanopoulos said there's a lot of pandemonium. And the president, I'm not making the same but but look, nobody died. And then he continued, I was like, Oh god, <sighs> you're actually knocking on wood. Yeah. Literally doing it. You want to know? Oh so politically, you want to know, why are they doing this? There's no upside to what they're doing. There's no rhyme or reason unless chaos because, is the answer. Because Biden is
3: is incompetent. He is well past his, 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 his abilities to do this in his age. And the people around him are just sitting there waiting to, to s- scoop up the scraps. It's, 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 it's almost like there's no one there to actually support administration. It's an That's why I say Trump got anti-elected. Because this is not an administration. Mm. They're not stepping up and saying, Biden, let me take care of this. Let me let me try and fix some of this. They're just sitting there. I'd imagine Kamala Harris is sitting behind the curtain with a with a grin like, oh, it's almost my time. This is exactly what I was hoping for.
0: in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You want to know out of, out of everybody who's actually doing stuff for the people in Afghanistan? This surprised the hell out of me.
4: Well, Glenn Beck I hear.
3: Glenn Beck. Check out this story from oh. The Blaze. Glenn Beck travels to the Middle East shares updates from Afghanistan rescue efforts and photos featuring scores of Afghan Christians boarding private planes. Glenn Beck is an extremely wealthy man. He has absolutely no reason. He doesn't need to do this to prove anything to anybody. He does not gonna he's not gonna bolster his he's he's rich already and successful with a massive brand and a massive company. And he's doing this because, in my opinion, he means it. And he's doing something good because he can. That to me is incredible. Some other people. There's, there's a lot of organizations that are fighting for this as well. That are trying to get people out. We saw that one, one individual. I think his name was uh, Matt Zeller. Was that his name? Yeah, he, Matt Zeller. Yeah. He appeared on MSNBC talking about how they've been warning the Biden administration. He's a former for Afghanistan veteran, by the way. That's right. Mm. About our allies who need our help. I could not imagine, you know, uh, being somebody uh, who who served over there, who met a lot of good people, who risked their necks to help you secure s- secure the city you know, stop terror attacks. And then when you leave, our government says, oh, that guy you knew and worked with for a few years, your buddy, we're going to leave him to die. Mm -hmm. But to but not to rehash all that. We got this story about Glenn Beck. This is really incredible. The Blaze reports, and the Blaze is Glenn Beck's outlet. Conservative firebrand Glenn Beck and the Nazarene Fund's incredible efforts in rescuing Afghan Christian refugees are paying off. And Beck and the Nazarene Fund together, have been able to free scores and scores of people from war-torn Afghanistan. Absolutely amazing. At the time of this reporting, the Nazarene Fund has raised more than $30 million to aid in the rescue of Afghan refugees. In the early, in an early Wednesday morning Instagram update, Beck wrote, I cannot specify for international relations and security reasons exactly where I am today, but I am in the Middle East at the home base of operations for the Nazarene Fund. I will try to join radio podcast right at the top of 9 a.m. On the blaze, so I'm not. I'm not sure he's actually in uh, in Afghanistan himself. He might. He may be at like the ingestion center, which could be only a few hundred miles away, just over a border or something. Maybe Uzbekistan. I, he hasn't said where, but regardless, for him to go and do this, I think is absolutely incredible. And uh, the people who are able to do it, it's absolutely uh, amazing. They say late Tuesday night, Beck shared a video of himself in what appeared to be a plane, in which he said just got a briefing a few minutes ago on what's been happening today and what's been going on overseas. We are still moving people at this point. It's like you're a Christian. You're a female judge. I don't care. Get on the plane from Afghanistan. It is horrible, horrible to hear what we are now. We are are now cutting our time short. 72 hours. Why is the U.S. now making a bad situation much, much worse by having them cut our deadline? Why am I sitting here praising Glenn Beck for for flying in on his own dime to rescue people? I don't get it. I really, really don't get it.
2: why, Why is he doing the job of the State Department and the Department of Defense? Why did they abandon their helicopters? Why did the U.S. abandon air equipment? I know.
3: It seems like a, it seems like it was intentional, man. I can't. I, 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 look, look. I always try to give the benefit of the doubt. I always say I want to make the least amount of assumptions. But how could it possibly be that they're, for one, screwing up? the? They, they didn't evacuate Americans or allies. They abandoned an Air Force base in the dead of night and didn't tell the Afghan security forces. How is that an accident?
2: I don't know. Again, I was saying I, I don't want to jump I'm on that. I don't want to do the no the resistance thing, jump on impeachment every I know, chance I again. know, I know, I know. There have to be hearings on this. I need to know. We all need to know what happened. And I just want to clarify real quick when I was saying the, uh, Glenn Beck's doing the job of the State Department and the Department of Defense. Actual soldiers, actual Marines, actual State Department officials and CIA have been doing everything they can. I'm talking right. about leadership is what I'm right. dumping on right now. Right. I don't want to, I'm not speaking ill of the rank and file who are actually out there risking their lives clearly as we saw today.
3: I, I, I'm, you know what, you know what has always bothered me? I, I remember during the Bush era, When I was like a teenager, we were always complaining about war. Didn't understand what the point of being in these countries was, but we always agreed on one thing. Not everybody. We don't blame the troops. No, we respect them because they're the ones who stood up and said, you know, we're here to serve the country in good faith. We were angry with the establishment machine, the neocons, the big, the military industrial complex, complex, sending our brothers and sisters, men and women in uniform, our, our children into harm's way. And for what? And so right now it is the worst of the worst example of this. 13 U.S. servicemen and women are dead because for one, the nation building and two, when they were exiting the country, they just did not care or, or, or I'll tell you this, you know what? The people who voted for Joe Biden, you chose this, you, you chose to have an emperor with no clothes. I'm going to shout it out to Sam Harris. Sam Harris. You guys probably know Sam Harris. He is a very prominent podcaster. Mm. And of course, he was uh, always very anti-Trump. And during the election, he was always ragging on Trump, very much so. He tweeted, he quote tweeted himself. In an old tweet, he said, feeling overwhelming gratitude for the adults in the room on January 20th. Today, he quoted that and said, publicly eating these words syllable by syllable. Good. That's, that's, that's,
2: that's, that's how could he have not have seen that? <laughs> See, that's Sam th- Harris, man. To that point, when you say Biden voters voted for this, the thing that anyone could have seen this coming, Biden has been in Congress since 1973. He has a track record. He's known. This is like when Donald Trump became president and people, especially the people like the liberals who boosted him over Marco Rubio during the primaries are like, oh my God, how could he be like this? I was like, it's Donald Trump. He has been like this since he's been in the public eye. None of this is new. This is who he has always been. This is his whole persona. Biden is a known entity. If you did not know that he is one of the worst people on foreign policy, he's been wrong about every major foreign policy issue since the 1970s. You, that's on you. you. It was on you to do your research, to listen. But to your point about being unelected, uh, uh Trumping, Trumping anti-elected. anti-elected. That's the thing. I actually, I can't remember. It was a guest on your own show who was talking about this. He's been one of the things that the press did, and a quick sidebar, I will say one thing that's really impressed me, uh, as much as anything about Afghanistan has impressed me. The press coverage has actually been really good. It's been thorough. It's been damning. It's been uh, completely just straightforward. They love war.
3: You know what I mean? So the
2: one time you're getting an honest
3: approach is when Biden
2: screws up the war they want. I, I don't know if they're awarded, like, like CNN, loves war. No,
3: no, no. It's just the editors at CNN. The editors. That, they choose what to, what, what's going to get the money, what's going to get attention. And so right now, this is, this is ratings. But to the we, point, we, we heard with the, Ver, with the Veritas leaks, we know what CNN's all about. But but, to, but
2: I agree, I do, I do. To the point, I cannot remember his name. He was a guest on your show. He was talking about one of the things the media and the Democrats Democrats did is they terrified people every single day. Everything Trump did was new, It was unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before. This is the worst thing. Every single day, even normal stuff like dumping fish food in a koi pond in japan and it was edited it was
3: a fake video it was a fake
2: video i know i even this is one of those moments you write about it i'm like what am i writing about (laughs) because they make oh my god you know what happened in japan every single day they terrified people into voting for anything that was orange man Mm -hmm. I, i i like to use the plumber analogy but i think at this point we should use
3: the mechanic analogy i'd like you to to imagine that your car breaks down and you have two mechanics before you and one guy is this tall, loudmouth orange guy going, It's a disgusting horse car, it's nasty, I hate it, but I'll fix it, I'll make it run, your car will be great and you're like, Ugh, oh, jeez. Yeah. And then you look over there's another guy and he's asleep and when you're like, Yo, are you gonna fix my car? He goes, Turn on a shop of pressure <laughs> and you're like I'm going to go with that guy who just said something random, some random gibber sentence. I don't even know what he said, and I'm going to trust it. And then you get in your car, you're driving down the street, and then you're coming to a red light, and you press the brake down, and nothing happens. And you're like, "What's happening?" I'm so surprised that I chose the guy who couldn't even speak, and now my car crashes.
2: And but that's the thing is, that's not even who he was in 2020. There's 40 years of history to look at. <laughs> right. The people, I know so many people who voted for him over Trump because they said I voted for character competence and decency. And like, Biden is neither of those, and he's shown that repeatedly. And I would say, too, to the the issue of people being terrified every single day because everything was unprecedented. The irony of that now is the United States gearing up to abandon U.S. citizens in a Taliban run country. That actually is as terrifying as all the BS, most of the BS they said about Donald Trump for all years he was president. So we come to this area now, and it's like, wh- where are we supposed to go? So you say Biden, oh, oh yeah, the, The guy who's clearly not who he was in 2012. That's what I can say about him. I covered him in 2012. I covered him in 2020. And I can tell you right now, Biden is not the man he was in 2012 when he filleted Paul Ryan during the vice presidential debate. But even beyond that, one of the greatest tricks in american politics is that joe biden rebranded as his kindly old ice cream eating uncle <laughs> and when he's been one of the meanest knife fighters in the senate he was famous for it and for some reason people who've been covering congress and the united states and, and u.s politics for much longer than i ever have just went along with it old grandpa joe loves his grandpa and his paw and Scranton. and i was like what we all know who he is we've seen this over and over again he is a ruthless cunning self-serving money-grubbing plagiarist plagiarist. plagiarist oh yeah i mean he made yeah. up over and over a, he, again he, he had a drop he a story about his own wife and daughter died yeah. who does that Ugh. he claimed the man sociopath he claimed the man in was a at fault and drunk none of that was true he's a sociopath he's a bad person and i know people in 2020 after 40 years 40 years of facts and details in history going, I voted for character. Where? What character? (laughs) Trump was a character. Trump had a lot. Man, has too much character. Yeah, that's (laughs) right.
3: And, and you know, all the things they would say about Trump, it's like the big problem is, listen, man, to all the Trump haters, I'm like, I hear you on a lot of it. But, bro, when you come to me, like I would sit down with someone and like, why do you dislike Trump? Seven out of the ten things they said were fake news. Did you see what happened with Shinzo Abe when he's, like, just dumping? He's making us look bad. I'm like, oh, you mean when he did what Shinzo did first? Like, Shinzo dumped the food in, so Trump said, okay, and then followed suit? You're blaming him for that? Well, he's meeting with, with, with dictators, and I'm like, negotiating peace deals with dictators is a bad thing now? Obama did it. it, it Even with the it, casters. Which I what's, know, what's well, that didn't
2: definitely. care for. I'm not saying that's necessarily good, but the idea is that this is unprecedented. We've never seen this before in their history. I'm like, what, right. this, They always negotiate first. I mean, you can the always very fine people betray hoax.
4: your allies
3: mm-hmm. in the worst case scenario, you know? The very fine people hoax Jeez. Joe Biden used to launch his campaign. Yeah.
2: A lie. I did, for 2017, I did a database of all the bogus and sloppy and just flat out false reporting of the Trump administration. And it ended up being about a 13-page document if you printed it out. And I stopped after 2017 because it was too much work. Wow. It was so much nonsense to the point. Even now, people are continuing some of it. I. Drawing a blank on his name, he's a he's presidential historian who works for NBC, is still railing against Melania Trump's uh, renovation of the Rose Garden, talking uh, about how she made it into some weird sort of fascist icon, or she just returned it to the 1962 Kennedy blueprint. And he's like, he's, she's destroyed what Jacqueline Kennedy re- made re- for remember us.
3: Remember when CNN reported that Trump's salt and pepper shaker was larger than everyone else's? It's how good. are
2: these stories?
3: And it wasn't even necessarily Trump's pepper shaker. It was like in front of him to the right was like two larger square shakers. And then to his left was like smaller ones. And they're like, look, it's bigger. It's like, I'm sure everyone's u- – Trump doesn't have like his own. He pulls out of his coat and he's like, it's mine.
2: <laughs> I remember once looking up and CNN had a Chiron and it said Trump gets two scoops of ice yes. cream. Yes. And I was like, go oh, turn cartoons on on literally well, to, anything else. What am I, what am I To watching? be fair though, that woman does these, like. That, yeah, no, she, her whole gag is that she does goofy, funny, right. recording stories. But, but the problem but is the, that the, all of CNN started to look like all of her. No, 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 no. no. They, all of CNN picked up the story.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then I ended up seeing, I can't, I, I, don't, I don't know which show it was, but they were like, two scoops of ice cream, and then they ran the story. Oof. I, I'm willing to bet Jeff Zucker was like, hey, that actually plays well. Can you re-roll it, yeah. like, in the next show? You know, you know what Jeff Zucker he was he was uh, he is he out at CNN? He's still there, right? He's still there. Do you know? Uh, so, for those that are, aren't familiar, he's, he's the president, I believe, right? President of CNN. Yes.
2: Oh, what, uh, what, I'm, I'm getting hazy. It's chief something or other of it. What was his job before CNN? NBC. And what did he produce at NBC? The Apprentice. <laughs> That's <crazy. laughs> which is he, a Donald Trump uh, reality, joint TV reality, show. reality TV show. I've written about this. Jeff Zucker's stewardship of CNN has turned CNN. CNN has WWE-ified the yep. news. It's all about heels and faces. You got the good guys and the bad guys. And tonight, Don Lemon's going to take on parents who love their children and don't <laughs> want them to be masked. Like last night, he was like, just because you have kids doesn't mean you should have them. Yeah, I said it. I'm like, this isn't new. What?
3: Just because you have kids doesn't mean was, you he should was, have
2: Yeah, I'm not making this up, by the way. He was like, railing against – Should
3: take your kids from you? He was
2: railing against parents who are anti-having their kids masked mm-hmm. for eight hours a day in school. And his big – the big line that people at Mediaite wrote about and stuff was, just because you have kids doesn't mean you should. Period. Yeah, I said it. Wow. Like, like with the, This isn't even analysis. You just... I can't even say the word. You just... What is this? This is like... wwe fine. wwe That's not fair, though, to WWE.
3: Yeah. Because
2: WWE is over-the-top fun. Also, as I've written before, WWE also has the courage to admit what it is and right. doesn't pretend to be anything else. But when I, I
3: watched this clip recently, I don't know when it's from, I don't watch watch it, but it was John Cena's birthday or something. And he, you, do you know this clip? He, like, walks out and everyone's, like, pointing. And he's, like, he looks over and there's a present and he opens it and it's a folding chair. <laughs> like, it's, no, funny. it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's
4: also fake.
2: It's, yeah, they know. Right, but that's the
3: thing. WWE CNN, is fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CNN on, is hold on, not. Hold CNN on. Supposed to be I don't, real. I don't like the word fake when talking about wrestling because it's entertainment. It's, fi- it's fiction. I'll yes, put it that way. It's yes. fiction.
2: CNN is not supposed to be fiction. Right, but that's the thing. They have the same approach, which is heels and faces. There's good guys. And since since Donald Trump left office, their ratings have tanked. Mm-hmm. It's been across the board. People don't know what to talk about. That's why they, you find the next thing. They've been focusing on Tucker Carlson and Fox News. And Fox News has to be the new Trump because Trump's out right. of office. So. Well, they,
3: they've tried. I love it. Uh, Brian Stelter is like, yeah. What, 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 who, he keeps trying to pin it on someone else. Is is Tucker Carlson the new Trump? I and know. then who else did he accuse? Is, uh, they went after Marjorie Taylor Greene. it didn't stick. Oh. They went after Tucker Carlson; it doesn't stick. Yeah, they find a new person.
2: It seems like every every.
3: They, week. they try to accuse
2: someone else of being the new Trump because they're they are desperate to find a Trump. Right. There's only one Stone Cold Steve Austin, though. Uh, yeah. I'm exactly. Sorry, you just can't replace him. And that's the, you see this in the news. You see this in MSNBC. Honestly, if you told me in 2016 that MSNBC would be the slightly more reputable network than CNN during the Trump era, I would have said, you're crazy. But I have to say it, MSNBC actually was more reputable for all those years. Wow. All, I mean, but all this kind of seems almost beside the point. But this goes to we have the president who we have now because people were told they needed to be terrified of the other guy because the stuff he did was dangerous and going to get everyone killed. And the irony now is we're looking at a situation where a lot of people, God forbid, you know, just keep praying, that doesn't happen in Afghanistan. And this is what we're at. And I, I find myself... Look, I don't blame Biden voters. There is a part of me, though, that is largely angry because Biden is such a known entity. If you did not know this is who he is, that's on you. You had 40 years of material to look over. There's, there's a, a few ways I approach this. So, so for one, you know, I, I talked about the
3: other day that when it comes to fascist policies, I blame those who uphold them. So with, like, the New York City mandates... Who's making the mandate and who's enforcing it? It's the mom and pop shops that are enforcing it because the cops can't go to every single restaurant. No, it's only because the citizens of New York are willing to do it. Uh, who, who's, who's the one who's confiscating people's weapons and their right to keep and bear arms? It's the police who are doing it. However, with the American voter, I don't necessarily blame every person who voted for Biden. for, for Biden. Now, it's true that if you voted for Biden, you voted for this, but the media who is manipulating and lying and and ripping off the American people deserve a massive amount of the blame for this. At the end of the day, I think it's the responsibility of the individual to be informed. And if you're just watching CNN and believing it without doing any fact-checking, yeah, you bear responsibility. But how do you deal with CNN, MSNBC, and their outright lies over and over again? Look, man, never been a big fan of Fox News. Not a big fan of a lot of their hosts. But their news, like Brett Baer, is great. Mm -hmm. Bill Hemmer is great. Yeah, no, uh, what is that, that? New day or no? No, that's, that's CNN. That's CNN, yeah. That's America's Newsroom. America's Newsroom. Yeah, they do a great job. I, CNN I like Chris is Wallace.
2: I know a lot of people don't care for Chris Wallace on the right after the last election. I like Chris Wallace. I think he's straight. He's straight with the news.
3: And CNN is is anything but.
2: It's hard to find. A you know, straight news I reporter.
3: I I have this thing on my Instagram from a couple years ago. I call the I think we call it the CNN Challenge, mm. and what you do is you turn on you turn on uh, Fox News, and uh, and then see what they're reporting, and then see turn on and then switch to cnn and see if they're reporting on substantive world news mm-hmm. and so the, the, the challenge is when you put on cnn what, we, what we, uh, you put on fox news what would i get so i'm like oh there's protests in iran uh, uh a week later it's it's a hurricane a, a large storm is coming to the u.s you know pr- be prepared get supplies and i'm like okay let's see what's on cnn and what was it a panel talking about trump mm-hmm. every single time and project veritas did had that expose where you had a guy who said we don't we don't report anymore CNN used to go out and go on the ground. Now it's like we all just sit around because they're doing Trump panels all right. day.
2: I should say, I should clarify that a lot of my criticism is for CNN's primetime U.S. news reporting. There are a lot of people on the digital side who do a lot of great reporting, especially Absolutely. especially international reporting. And CNN International itself is almost like its own entity. Mm. Yeah. Completely devoid of Zucker's overs- oversight. But you turn on like anything between noon to 10 p.m. and it's just, it's it, again, it's like watching professional wrestling, but with suits and ties. You might as well just be watching like a video of chickens clucking. <laughs>
3: it's like it, you're going to be an in... insult
2: to chickens. I know, At right? least they're doing good, honest work.
3: That's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, they're feeding families. That's true. But I just mean to say that you're not going to get any information. No. Mm. In fact, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's wrong. Because if you watch chickens clucking, you'll, you'll understand chicken clocks after a certain amount of time. You'll be like, wow, that the rooster did that call. That must mean danger. You turn on CNN, you get dumber. You get less informed. You get misinformed. And then they blame everyone else for their problems. Now you end up with people who live in this matrix dimension.
0: the problem look i don't mind
2: a press that's opinionated i've long time said the idea of an impartial press is kind of a bs idea really sort of popularized in like the early 19th century Uh, the idea that you know use minimal words and all that was all a lot of it's about saving ink and paper (laughs) i don't mind if you have an opinion or a slant just be honest with me and if you have a slant or an opinion just be fair in your coverage if look if we had a press being as tough and as uncompromising on Joe Biden, things might have gone differently. I'm not saying he would have lost. Them. No, I'm we had Trump we had been.
3: collusion between big tech and the media to to shut down news stories that made that made Hunter Biden and Joe Biden look bad.
2: And not just that, but you also had the president would disappear for days on end in his basement, and people would be like, "Oh well, he's probably having some ice cream." Now, what did Donald Trump say today? I'm like, "Well, hold on." As it turns out, apparently having a president whose entire campaign strategy was to hide in his basement wasn't great because they were seeing it now in real time. That's why I say Trump was anti-elected. People when they when when people hit that Biden button or, or
3: box, they weren't saying Biden. They were saying no Trump. That's
2: right. Spite all they were vote. Saying. Spite vote is such a powerful thing. Look, President former President Barack Obama was a very exciting, very likable, very charismatic candidate in his own right. But also a spite vote in two thousand eight was a who was a direct answer to George W. Who yep. was so unpopular at the time, people weren't necessarily voting against John McCain. They were voting against George W. Bush, who they were very unhappy with, and it helped. That the Democratic candidate was extremely select and extremely easy to want to vote for. I mean, I wasn't covering politics at the time, but even I just casually watching the news knew Obama was going to win. Like You watch that guy and be like, yeah, no, I, he's going to be the next president. Basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then 2012? No, 2012. What, is... Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney? Ugh. Mitt Romney is such a difficult person because he's such, I think, he's a decent man, a good man, and a seasoned and successful executive. But he always carried himself like he was embarrassed to yeah. be a Republican. Like he was always kind of apologizing. He still is. Why? Just own it. I mean, this is it's funny because he's, he's Donald more... Trump did to the nth degree what I was screaming during 2012, which is like, own it. You're rich. You're successful. Own it. And then Donald Trump was like, okay, okay, well maybe because... dial... don't own it
3: so hard. <laughs> because Mitt Romney cares more about the opinion of the New York Times than he does about the American people. There's
2: so many Republicans like that, and they yep. never they'll never like you. Mm. Why do you do this? They will never appreciate you. You're always going to be that that weird kid on the playground that amuses them but you're never going to be in the clique. Yep. They will be like, "Hey, bite this, bite this worm in half. Eat ugh, this pine cone." It's so gross. <laughs> no, no, get out of here. Get out of here, weirdo. Yeah. Anyways, you see this with uh, uh, cable news and and even newspapers, the 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 hallowed former GOP strategist who hasn't been a Republican or done anything conservative for the last 30 years, but they're trotted out to say something bad about Republicans because because you know, blue on red. That's expected, but red on red violence, ooh, dramatic, this is great. Bring out Nicole Wallace or John, uh, Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt. Oh, Adam Kinzinger, it, a, a Republican, said, come on, does anybody really, does,
3: what they're doing with these, like, with Bill Kristol and these neocons who are now all of a sudden cheerleaders of the Democratic Party, Jennifer Rubin is one of the, one of the best, right? She, <laughs> she, she starts cheer, she, she's the kind of conservative, quote unquote, who comes out and says, like, I'm a principled conservative and Trump is bad and the Democrats cheer for it. And then when Trump went, when it comes to like Stacey Abrams, she's cheering for Stacey Abrams. Then you get the Lincoln project. They're like, we got to restore the party of Lincoln. So we're anti-Trump. Then Trump, you know, gets voted out and they go,
2: well, Trumpism is still the Republican Party. So we're with the Democrats, I guess. Yeah. Now you have them going on being like, well, we're going to have to save Gavin Newsom in California. I'm like, but what, what part of this is conservative? Steve Schmidt is marched out to this day on MSNBC regularly. In the Chiron, it says former GOP strategist, and he comes on. He's like, "The Republican Party is now the party of fascism." Blah blah blah. Former GOP strategist. He hasn't done anything successful since Arnold Schwarzenegger was reelected in two thousand six. He's dining <laughs> out on that credit for almost as long as we've been in Afghanistan, and yet they like, just pump him out because this is this is what they want. These are the Republicans that who are Republicans. I, I, I would not put Mitt Romney in the same category with Steve Schmidt. But, you but know there's what? that there's that weird strain of like embarrassed. Like, oh, I know my rank and file are loud, and they wear red hats. I'm so you know,
3: sorry. People say rhino, Republican in name only. Oh, I remember that one. Do people say, say that? They're yeah, absolutely, that? all the time. Oh. But you know who the real rhinos are? It's like Thomas Massey and Rand Paul because they're the odd people out. The entirety of the Republican Party is around doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And oh. then you get a small handful of people who actually stand up. And if, I gotta, if I'm going to look at the majority of the Republican Party as, you know, it, on their best day, a speed bump for Democrats. And then I look at you know Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, uh, 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 Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, who actually stand up for stuff, and Hawley, and, if, and a few others. I'm like, they're they're not the same as the Republicans. I
2: mean, Arizona Senate Democratic Senator uh, Kristen Sinema is more reliable for what <laughs> I want. And she's the Democrat. Oh, and Joe Manchin. I'm like, they're actually more aligned with me than a lot of these other supposed celebrity Republicans who get trotted out on cable news to go, Trump is bad. And t- Tucker
3: <sighs> Tucker
2: called Lindsey Graham a leftist. <laughs> oh, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> I mean, right. I I don't I don't think I have his a criticism. When you You're, were saying I Rand think, Paul was a rhino, I was like, I think he would not want to be called Republican. I think he still prefers libertarian, but he's in the Republican
3: Party. So it's, right. I mean, he's not. I'll t- I'll he's look, not I'll his look. father. I'll just leave it at the that. The Republican yeah. Party is the the group of weirdos in high school who wish they were in with the popular kids. And the Democrats are like Obama is a celebrity, you know, he's a rock star. They got the media, they love it. Republican, the Republicans are suit wearing, stodgy, and unhip, and they're not with it. So you get all these Republicans who are desperate to make the New York Times happy because they want to be cool,
2: but they'll never be and, uh, cool. Nobody likes being hated, but I, it just kind of blows my mind that a lot of these Republicans forget you have like fifty percent of the country, if not more, behind you. You don't have to win over that other half that despises you. Not for long. You don't. Ha- well, well, we'll see about that. This, you know, I always come back to this—the idea that you know it's always going to slip away, and we just can't win, and all that stuff. I like, I, and maybe it's too simplistic, but if you can't sell and package liberty to voters, then maybe you're just a bad salesman. Maybe the problem's you. We need better. We. I'm a conservative. I'm not a Republican. I haven't been a registered Republican for a long time. Uh, conservatives need better spokespeople, spokesmen and women. If we let no, me be exact about it and the idea that no it's just not going to work we can't we can't win we can't sell liberty why can't we sell liberty they can certainly sell big government how can we not package something that's far more attractive let me pull up these polls and we'll we'll break this down so we got this from civics democratic
3: party favorable rating 53 percent unfavorable 41 percent favorable for the democratic party republican party what do you think it's going to be probably worse The Republican Party is 62% unfavorable and 26% favorable. And you know why that is? Let's go back to the Democrats real quick. Okay. How do Democratic voters feel about the Democratic Party? 86% favorable, 7% unfavorable. How do Republicans feel about the Democratic Party? 95% unfavorable. How about independent voters? Independent voters say 63% unfavorable, 26% 26 favorable. Okay. So the Democrats overwhelmingly like the Democratic Party. Republicans overwhelmingly dislike it, and independent voters lean towards not liking it. Let's take a look at Republican voters and how they feel about the Republican Party. The sixty-five uh, percent favorable, a twenty percent drop from Democrats in their own party. Republican voters don't like their own party. Yep, That's a thirty
2: percent drop, right?
3: Ninety-five to sixty five. No, no, no. It was uh, Democrats were 85% oh, eighty-five percent favorable. Well,
2: look, I'll give Democrats this. <laughs> and, uh, they they stick together. They do. They have great, um, what's the word I'm looking for, discipline when it comes to sticking together. That's part of the reason why people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez stick out, because they don't march the party line, which is different. But the fact that Republicans don't like their own party, I think that might be contributed to the fact that the Republican Party has been feckless for years, yep. that it seems embarrassed of itself. But I also suspect a large part of it might have to do with the fact that conservative voters tend to be highly individualistic, mm-hmm. and they're not... Beholden to a tribe, or this, that sort of loyalty, you might see from the team that believes in sort of like the collective, like the, right. Borg, the Borg floating through space. Yeah. Not to say Democrats are the Borg. I have they are. I love I Democrats. So. Democrats are. God bless the them. What's the, what's the old Reagan quotes? Not that they're wrong. It's just they know so much that isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so I'm not surprised. I think even in during good, well, yeah, even during good years, I think you would still find high unfavorability with Republicans because I think part of being a conservative is not being a part of a tribe or beholden to it. So if you got some qualms with it, you're going to say it. And now I don't want to simplify it and be like, ah, Republican Party is fine. Republicans are just like – no, Republican Party has clearly got – I think Kevin McCarthy's way in and over his head, way the worst man for the moment right now. I think 97 percent of the Republican Party is just – it's like it's the
3: dead air. It's, it's radio silence. They don't do anything. Look, uh, a really great example. Ilhan Omar does what you know, I have referred to as crop-dusting anti-Semitism. What 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 do the Democrats do? They circle the wagons right. and they say we're not going to condemn her.
2: We'll condemn hate. Right. All lives matter. What do
3: they do to Marjorie Taylor Greene? They stripped her of her committee assignment because she said stuff before she got elected. Yeah. The no. Republicans are sitting there as the losers, and the, and and the bully Democrats are like, "You want to be with the cool kids? Well, then you got to go pick on that weirdo." And they go, "Yeah, whatever you say, Democrats."
2: And then they start, "Look, are we cool yet? We're 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 insulting our 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 own our own friends." Yeah, no, like you even get into the area of, I, I, of I'm i not even trying to litigate what she said, whether it was right or wrong, but the fact that Republicans didn't say, look, I don't agree with it, but don't you dare, because we'll come for your anti Semites. Well, and that's the thing, but, too. But like, what, well, that's the thing, too. With what Marjorie Green and Taylor said, you can make very clear argument that was offensive, but the stuff that comes out of Ilan Omar, Il- Omar's mouth and uh, Rashida Talib is straight up anti Semitic. I mean, straight up. The idea that American Jews are pro-Israel because of the money. Like, oh, I'm sorry. What did you just say? Well, and the, the Democrats. The,
3: the, the, the dual loyalties. The dual
2: loyalties. You can't trust those Jews, you know. And then what the Democrats do? They go, okay, we'll pass a resolution saying all lives matter. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? That's what they did. I'm not making that matter. up. That's what they did. And then the Democrats were like, that did the trick. Anyway, I'm back to work. You no. Know? And, and that's like, why Trump
3: won. because Because people finally saw a fighter who was going to be like, I'll fight for you.
2: I, oh look, I'll out myself on this. I did not vote for him in either election. I did not like Trump. He's not my, he's not my ideal president. I, I want John, I want John Adams for president is what I want.
3: Uh, yeah, but he's been, he's, he, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, uh, he died. Yeah, I, he died. Oh is god, no, are you serious? <laughs> he
2: died in like 18, <laughs> it's 18 been a while. I don't think Trump, I 18, hate, I hate to use the word. Really? I hate to use the word. I hate to use the word because it's so overused by the press and, and oh, it was concerned trolling Republicans, but Trump doesn't, did not have the temperament for the most important job in the world, not the country. I did not like his opponents, so I certainly didn't vote for them either. But did I you underst- vote for Joe Jorgensen? Uh, I vote voted for who I always vote for when I do write-in is Mickey Mouse. Oh, um, nice. I almost voted for my, wrote myself. <laughs> 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 um, but my point that I'm trying to get at after you know, telling everyone my dirty secret is that actually my dirty secret... Oh, God. My dirty secret in 2016 is I voted for Evan McMullen. <gasps> Who's that? <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. He, he had one job, which was don't, don't embarrass me, and he couldn't even manage that. <laughs> oh. Guy couldn't even manage a cup of coffee. <laughs> the most embar- It was just a protest vote. <laughs> I knew he wasn't going to win. I didn't particularly care for the guy. I was trying to register my protest that neither one of these candidates uh. deserves my vote because I don't think either one of them deserves the office. Now, what I can say is the Trump presidency was way better than I thought it was going to be. Mm. I think we we being conservatives benefited from the fact that he did surround himself with a lot of good people. He was actually great for pro-life issues. He was great on foreign policy. The fact that you get uh, Bahrain, the UAE, and Israel sitting together signing a treaty oh, normally. That's amazing! Moving the embassy. This is great. Presidents have just doing, been doing lip service for years. He actually did it. I'm deeply impressed. Getting prisoners back from North Korea. I'm like, all right. Credit where it's due. The thing, though, is that even having him you know, I think I would prefer him right now to the thing that's already in office. Yeah, I can't lie. No, like I didn't vote for the guy, but I think I would prefer that because what's happening now, I don't think would have happened under Trump's watch. No, I don't wouldn't think it Wouldn't have happened so. under Kamala Harris
4: either. This Biden's gone, man.
2: He he's like got like two days. He can see like two days ahead.
4: He slurs his words. He misspeaks words in his national addresses. He trails off. Mm. He's do, not a military guy do, ever. Do, he never was, and now he's like a deranged or like a demented. It seems like he's like. You know, edging towards dementia Or if it's not And
2: he's in military command Is that the answer to our question The why, which is that An incompetent man is in charge And he's completely surrounded by yes men Not a single person will yeah. challenge Mark
4: him Mark Milley wouldn't, wouldn't take the risk Because he doesn't want you his know, career to get trashed A month before he retires. It's as simple as that that's, the,
2: what's, well, that's why what's happening is happening so. One of the symptoms Probably. of dementia
3: Is outbursts of rage because people who are losing their mind get frustrated because they they're desperately trying to hold on, and so like imagine you're having a conversation and in your mind you're thinking like I would like to talk about you know my dog Fido and then you're talking and all of a sudden your mind goes blank and you get angry now you get it, it, so then so you look at some of these things where Biden has snapped on reporters. Remember when he went to that guy and he was he started yelling at him over and over hey, again? Hey, hey, hey! hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's done things like that a lot. It's because he gets asked a question and he and he's like. Gets, it's gets, like you mentioned, you know, back in 2012, how he, you know, he tore up uh, uh Paul Ryan, and now imagine being that guy who's in, who's in, who's winning winning these elections for decades, and now you're sitting here unable to speak at the podium. You're gonna get you're gonna get frustrated and angry.
2: I, I only thing I would say, maybe slight pushback on that, is it goes back to my earlier statement about we have a track record. Biden. Biden has been snapping on reporters for decades. That's True. actually how he usually interacts with an uncomfortable or unfriendly question. He's always been. Uh, uh an expletive that I won't say on the air. He has always <laughs> been mean. That's not new. A that, big so jerk. This goes back he's a big meanie. This goes back <laughs> to what I was saying earlier. The idea that he was able to rebrand himself as this kindly old man and everyone went along with him. It was like, no, he he was famously mean, famously short with people, famously uh, uh curt, rude. Didn't uh and then he just It was like did,
3: didn't didn't Mitt Romney like strap a dog to his car or something like that? Yeah, they went for... Do we want to litigate
2: this one? <laughs> <laughs> they went for a long car ride. The dog had diarrhea, so they put it in the dog carrier on top of the car. And uh, she, her name is Gail Collins of the New York Times. I want to say she wrote about 30 articles about it, 30 different columns, talking about that dog on the Amazing. roof. I mean, I mean, look, I've never owned a dog. I, I, where do you put a dog that has diarrhea for a car ride? In the carrier? No. Ooh, do you put it on the car or in the back? Put it in the car. Ooh. It's a dog. What do you do with a baby? Oh, well, baby baby doesn't have fur <laughs> that's true too <laughs> it, it was in a carrier it was in the carrier but apparently putting the carrier on top of the car is very bad I guess I guess would I you not know. put a dog on I the car I don't know I, I just know. thought of that I thought, I it, was, yeah. I thought it was a yeah. funny story oh no was, uh, we can litigate all of this stuff well, so where, <laughs> do we, where
3: So right now we've got uh, we got this story from the Hill Holly Blackburn call for Biden to resign there's been other insinuations that he should be impeached if he's not if, if he doesn't resign. But then what do we do? Do we do President Kamala Harris? Yeah, yeah.
4: Please, anything is better than this yeah. guy right now. It's military. We, he left thousands of people behind.
3: That's right. And he, they were and, they, and they said they didn't want a black hawk down moment. They didn't want to
4: send in. This is know. like the Iranian hostage thing, which was the big was 52 people, 52, and already 13 people have been killed. Times uh, times a hundred. Like people didn't die. That, no one died in that, that scandal, that hostage scandal that I know of. They were rescued. Right. These people died already. Right. I saw well, Jimmy Dore invoking Jimmy. I love you. These are these are U.S.
2: troops who were there. Knowing the risks.
4: Or they were they were fish, I affiliated just, but, with the troops. They weren't all troops, right? They were military. No, there, there are
2: 13 dead U.S. service members. Service men On top, no, there are Marines and a Navy medic, corpsmen. Mm-hmm. And then there are also civilian casualties, although I don't think we have the numbers on the civilian casualties yet. So Imagine. A bunch of Afghani. Afghani, by the way, is the currency. Yeah. I know people keep saying that when they try to say the plural. Right. Afghan. Plenty of civilian Afghans, I believe, died in the adopted. Imagine uh, serving on a ship with a, with a captain who's, you know,
3: Let's just call them, let's, let's let's call them sporadic, and you're like I'm here to do my duty, and then the people who are on shore are like, hey, we're gonna put this crazy old man up in there. Uh, I, I can't I can't imagine what it must feel like for a lot of these guys who are like I'm gonna do my best, but they know deep down they're yeah, in trouble
4: because if Biden's can control your ship, he fires at the enemy ship and he misses, and he does thinks about how to do it again. He's got people, and then your ship gets hit with the with the artillery round. And then all of a sudden, everyone realizes they're going to die. And that's what people don't understand can happen in reality. If you're lazy with military. They didn't think about any of this when, look, Joe
3: Biden campaigned to be president. He said, I want that job. He knew Trump negotiated this deal to withdraw. Biden said, I want to be in charge of the world's most powerful military. And a bunch of people said, I would like that man to have control of the b- world's most powerful military and to oversee our withdrawal from Afghanistan and the Middle East. And this is what they voted
2: for. He's been running for president since the late 1980s. Oh, yeah. Man. He's yeah. been wanting this. By yeah. the way, yeah. I mean, him being president the way he is, is like, you ever see that old Twilight Zone episode where the guy is finally alone to read all the books he wants, yes. but he breaks his glasses? <laughs> you spend your entire life. Most of your entire life. You spent a lot of your life it's trying to be fair. president, and you finally get it, and it turns out you were too incompetent to even execute the basic duties of your office. It was time now. It was my time. <laughs> it's not fair. It's not fair. What a, oh my, Come on, my, man. You know, I'm president. Here, here's the deal. <laughs> but so, like, to your point, if it's just sheer incompetence, maybe Kamala could could take up. The, the I thing was though thinking is, that man, this is buddy. status quo. Cool He's not gonna get impeached. He's not going to resign unless he's not fit for command. Though you've got to relieve him of command. I think you'll have to. 25th dra- Amendment. You'll have to drag him from the Oval Office with his teeth marks. Yeah, still yeah. On he it. doesn't want to leave.
3: Twenty fifth Amendment. Kamala Harris. What if she comes out because Twenty fifth Amendment requires the vice president to come out and say the president is not competent, and then Pelosi set up that panel. They were expecting this.
2: I don't know. Look, I, you were saying earlier that you no, know, behind the curtain, Kamala like, is like, my time. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen her recently in some of her public appearances? She's got He's a, concerned. I don't want to be here yeah, right she now. she shaken. I mean, not just oh, shaken, but like she sees what's happening. And you think she wants to be in charge of this, the cleanup after this? Would you want it? I wouldn't want it. Even I would do you, it, but I, I, mean, I would not want do it. it. I, I, I would
4: take it if it was there and I it had to have it. That's
2: what I'm saying. Is she going to you know work behind the scenes to take this? And I want to clean this up. Who here's Here's the difference.
3: You, Ian. You and Kamala both don't want it. You don't want it because you don't want to be in uh, in charge. You don't want to, to control, have the power, but you're willing to accept responsibility to do the right thing to fix the mess. Kamala doesn't want it because she doesn't want to deal with the mess. She just wants the power. You see how that works? Do you want the
4: title, Kamala Harris? Kamala
3: Harris doesn't want to deal
2: with the crisis. She just wants the power. Well, then she's not fit for command either. Exactly. exactly. But we keep saying not fit for command. It extends beyond Biden. Maybe Biden. Is an F up who doesn't understand foreign policy as he's shown for the last several decades. <laughs> but the generals, this is literally their job, is knowing this stuff. Who signed off on all this? Who okayed know. it? Who didn't push back? I Millie, mean, it, Millie didn't push back. Do we, but Millie can't be the only one. Who else? So many. How he's many? The like, head. Do, does, does there the need to be chiefs. a, a clear house? They were, they were too busy dealing with white rage, you know? Yeah. Well, I want not understand them. Uh, you want to hear about white rage? I got some white rage right now over this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> write General Millie about this. It's. I don't know where it goes from here. I don't know. I who, don't, doesn't who, end well. Who's
4: responsible for this? Who makes the call of where the money goes? Ron, Ron Paul. The Federal Reserve. <gasps> <gasps> oh, oh, Ron!
2: <laughs> he's such a That's such true. a funny character. He's one. You know, he's one of those guys that before. You know, when I first started covering politics, it was like this seems like a goofy little man, and then repeatedly was like oh he was right about that yeah and be like and be like well i didn't you know. i didn't doubt him i'm like oh i did <laughs> i mean it was the one the one big one i'm sorry i know this is a total tangent was out at the fed and i was like this is silly and then the fed's like you absolutely will not out at us i'm like well, okay well, well why <laughs> <know>. not yeah. <laughs> okay now I'm. you've seen casino remember when sharon stone asks her husband robert de niro for money because she wants to go see her uh pimp boyfriend and she doesn't want to tell her husband that but she asked for like fifteen thousand dollars and he's like what for? And then she makes a big stink. She's like, I shouldn't have to tell you what. And he's like, and then the line, and I'm always reminded with his stuff. He's like, well, I wasn't I wasn't interested, but now I am. Yeah. That's how I feel with a lot of the stuff that Ron Paul has <laughs> talked about. I'm like, I didn't really have a strong opinion on this. But the fact that you guys are so reluctant to do this, now, now I'm very I, I got to be honest, you know,
3: I'd take a President Ian right now. Saved. I'd take
4: a president, Tim. Oh, I wouldn't oh for want to be sure, president, yeah. Though. I don't want to be president, but <laughs> I want to be vice president. Military strategy. i just, is at the top of the game right now. I just now.
2: want to be vice president. just travel the world, shake hands, try new food. Be great. We'd be That's we'd good. be better off with like, you know, uh,
3: Rick Smith from Dubuque, Iowa, who's like oh. a local plumber. Now, As president,
2: it's the old Buckley saying is that like, you'd be better off being ruled by three random names from the phone book than most of these eggheads. And that's ri- yeah. I, people can know you think you can do this better. I'm like, yes, me and three completely random people could probably do what's happening in Afghanistan better. I know enough that you would get the civilians out first. Like this isn't hard. Not only that, but,
3: uh, some of the, the low ranking guys in Afghanistan could have done a way better job. And I imagine that's gotta be really frustrating yeah. to be deployed on the ground knowing and sitting there being like, why are they
2: doing this? They're understaffed and they're under resourced over there. They are working with what they have, which is not great. And the other thing too, that I don't think a lot of people have been talking about this sort of psychological angle to this. The guys who are there now know that they're working on the final chapter to a big foreign policy failure. Yeah. They know everything they're doing has been a build up to failure and they've been tasked now With trying to get the last Americans out while surrounded by the Taliban. Can you imagine what that job is even like? And then losing at least 13 of your colleagues all in the same day. I mean, this is, none of this had to happen. You know, I, I. This was all, uh, this was all done by a president and a White House that doesn't know what it's doing, or as some people have suggested, is actually just malicious.
3: I've had those jobs, man, where you're like, my boss is dumb Mm. and they don't know how this stuff works. There's a lot of jobs you'll get where the manager is hired externally. And so they've never actually worked, say, the uh, the soda machine or the cash register. And they're sitting there trying to tell you how it works. And you're like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about, right? It's frustrating. I could not imagine what it must be like to be deployed in Afghanistan and knowing what's going on in the country, knowing how the people react, knowing what the Taliban is, and then getting these orders where you're like, you want me to do what? Because right. this is your life on the line. This ain't a cheeseburger or a cash register.
2: The- I can't imagine what the U.S. Marines feel like seeing – Afghans, possible Afghan allies, UK nationals, people with their papers, and they can't take them or go out and defend them because they've been ordered to stay put. The 82nd Airborne has been ordered not to go outside of Kabul to save Americans and other people, while the British paratroopers are going in and, and the French uh, yeah. special forces have been going in and doing these sort of daring night raids all over, and the Americans just have to sit there. I can't imagine how demoralizing, how uh, much of a shock that must be. This like, as an American, like, look, as civilians, we know the idea that Americans being left behind is, is such a, this is, I never thought that this could happen. I can't imagine what this is like for a guy who's dedicated his life to being in the armed services. Uh, what it'd be like to, you can't go out and get those Americans. I can't do that. And we might leave some behind. That, that's gotta, you they, know, you, they, they talk a lot during the Trump year. Sorry, not to interrupt. They talked a lot during the Trump years about unprecedented stuff. The idea that we are on to abandon Americans in a foreign country, to a terrorist death cult. Nothing like that has happened in this country before.
3: You know what really tears at me? I mean, obviously, the U.S. troops and the loss of life is the biggest thing, but I'm just thinking, like, if they didn't abandon the Afghan security forces the way they did, Afghanistan could have been successful. It could have been. They could, and in fact... You know, uh I, we've talked with other uh, vets on the show where they said something like, "You draw down, you know, the overwhelming majority, ninety plus percent of American forces, leave a few c- commanders or, or you know, strategy logistics with some air support, some drones, and it's it's done. We we get out. That minimal support can help keep things secure. And then I look at what happened with with evacuating the air force bases in the middle of the night, not informing the Afghan uh, uh, security forces, and I'm I, I wonder if. If Biden did this properly, would there be a secure Afghanistan right now for their people?
2: I mean, maybe. A big problem that the U.S. military has also reported is that the Afghan uh, government is extremely corrupt and susceptible to bribes and and looking at their way. Another problem that I know a lot of military have reported is that the Afghans that they've tried to train, the training has been very difficult because there's a lot of lack of discipline. Um, I've seen the videos, man. Can't yeah, do jumping jacks, stuff or, I'm like sorry, that. What's it called side saddle? Uh, people jumping jacks the people straight up abandoning, yep. just walking away because they, they don't want to hashish because mm. they don't want to do it anymore. So I don't know if Afghan, uh, sorry, if Afghanistan would still be standing with just a few things different. I mean, it's not like for, a, it's not like there was a lack of spending or a lack of arms or a lack of training. So maybe it would stand, maybe it would fall. But when they keep the White House keeps saying we plan for all contingencies. Apparently, Afghanistan falling to the Taliban was not one of those contingencies, and how you overlooked that, despite everything you were being told by your guys on the ground about how difficult it is to train them, and how, uh, corrupt the government is. It's well-known corrupt. Everyone knew that. Mm. We all know that. We don't work in government. We don't work in the United States military. We know it's corrupt. It's,
3: it's interesting. I always wondered, like, what, wh- why is bribery so less common here, you know?
2: I don't think it is.
3: No, no, no. It, it is. It, it, you think bribery what? is common? But it's much less common. Like, I, I hear these stories. Oh, look. When you get pulled over, would you say to the officer how much to oh, I what make mean. the ticket go away? Of course not. Oh, Never going to
4: happen. Not in the U.S. But in Russia. In Russia. Yeah, South America, too. In uh, I was, Peru. I was going to say in
2: Costa Rica. I, I was in Costa Rica once. and I was warned that the cops will try to shake you down for a, uh, for a bribe. So, okay, yeah, to that point. That's what you mean.
3: It's, it's substantially more common in so many other countries.
2: And I wonder why that is. Uh, maybe we have more watchdogs more robust press
3: scruples like rule of law fear like i can't do that that's just wrong or i could get in trouble you know we 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 know the cop's gonna arrest you for it there's you're you're, most likely yeah yeah but in these other countries the cops expect it
2: i don't know i mean i think maybe just a lack of of robust law system lack of uh respect for law i'm not trying to get all you know blue lives matter whatever but like this is a very sort of strong culture in America. Of, you know, you, you pull over, you respect, da da da, and you have that interaction. I have never once been tempted to, to slide a cop a, a fifty dollar bill or anything. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I think that would end very poorly for me. Yeah, yeah, that would probably uh, just it's be it's like a felony. I would imagine it's yeah. a felony, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't bribe a cop.
4: I I believe rule of law, man. That's a big big part of the foundation of this this whole project of the United States. It's it's sad when people do things that, especially people in power, do things that are illegal and and don't get reprimanded for it yeah,
2: like the president's son
4: yeah and like hillary clinton with the emails like that was viciously illegal what she did yeah, she
2: skirted all FOIA laws
4: I'm, I'm not all into like punishing everyone for every crime all the time like i definitely like leniency and like these people on january 6th should be released that should all be pardoned that we need unity right now um but i mean at some point you got to respect is, law and order you, you know why you get january
2: 6th because of hillary clinton getting away yeah with, yeah with the i mean i don't I don't know if the two are generally, generally I'm, connected, but not, I will say one thing that's really demoralizing and it, easy to give into anger is the expectation that people like Hunter and Hillary will never see justice. They break laws that anyone I, else would go but, away from.
3: Well, this, this is what I mean. When people feel demoralized, like there's nothing they can do to actually get justice, we're, we're living under anarcho-tyranny, they just, they just, what are, what do you, what do you what do you do when you back an animal into a corner it's going to fight. Yeah. You get a rabbit, rabbits like to run, right? But you put it into a, a, a you know, one-dimensional uh a burrow for instance. They have no they've nowhere to go. They fight. And so that's why yeah, I, when people I,
2: that, get desperate they do desperate things. Going back to our earlier conversation about desperation. That's you know, why I
3: poverty. I I agree with you on the pardoning of of these people outright because as much as people might not want to do it, it, you need to be like, "Okay, we're going to we're going to call a timeout on this one. We're going to say, "Guys, Please don't do this. We're going to let these guys go.
4: John Hancock did that after Shays' Rebellion. We've talked a little bit about it. Right after the Articles of Confederation were signed, big, you know, I don't know if you know much about the Farmers' Rebellion that caused them. Basically, they had to centralize command of taxes because the states were taxing the farmers. The farmers didn't have the money to pay, so they Mm -hmm. revolted. Uh, John Hancock pardoned those guys. I think two people ended up getting put to death for the rebellion, but he pardoned, like, everybody that was involved and no, I no, because I of that we have a country today if he'd persecuted those people we probably wouldn't have
2: I don't know I haven't actually thought about it I, I have been troubled by the fact that some people are still being kind of held indefinitely huh. it's terrible that is so I mean, pointless think, and terrifying I think right maybe now. the word trouble is a little too much of a underreaction mm. uh, the fact that people are still being held is not right I mean charge them charge them send them a court date at least But I mean, this, this indefinite detention thing I don't think that's the right response I don't know about pardoning though I haven't quite thought about that I mean a lot of Vandalism, at least at the very least, is a crime.
4: Right. You could say if you pardon them that they might do it again. That argument could be like, "Hey, we're not going to." But I mean, if you do it a second time, you're going away, buddy. Don't don't trespass on on federal property. Learn your lesson. But they weren't there to hurt people.
2: Well, I mean, I think a lot of the security forces there that day would would beg to differ. I guess
4: that's a good point. It's contention. Some people think they were there to hurt people. Some people don't. I, mean, I, I see it as
2: that they were there to out, protesting
4: out of rage. But I didn't see any like overt. I mean, attacks. there was, like, but there was like the 18. sticks
2: and the beatings and
4: all that stuff. Yeah, you can see the footage little, of that. There's a stuff lot to of say. That. It was a mindless crowd of a lot of different wants. 18
3: men were convicted and sentenced to death in Shays Rebellion.
4: 18. 18. Out okay. of 4,000. And he pardoned the rest?
3: Uh, most were granted amnesty for signing, If they would say signed confessions acknowledging participation. Uh, several hundred were indicted on charges, but most, most were pardoned and 18 were convicted and sentenced to death.
4: I, I, I gotta read more about this this whole process because I know John Hancock actually stepped down before while that before that rebellion he was like I'm not getting involved and then (laughs) the rebellion happened and and the interesting
3: thing is it's not Shay's like apostrophe s it's Shay's his name his name is S H A Y S it was the Shay's Rebellion not Shay's Rebellion interesting Yeah. yeah he was uh yeah he fought in the Revolutionary War and then because of they came back from the
4: war. They didn't pay the troops in the Revolutionary War. So all these farmers came back from the war with no money. And then they found out that they owed all this money what? in taxes because their oh. farm had been accruing all this debt while they were gone. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the money to pay for it. So they made them debtor slaves. They put them in prison. And the, the farmers had enough. They would go to the courthouses. And, and this home. and that
3: famous letter from Thomas Jefferson about the Tree of Liberty comes from Shays Rebellion.
2: Oh, wow. no, but at the very least for the, the capital rioters, I'm, I'm still stuck on the, the sort of preferred term insurrectionist because I'm not sure if that's explicitly um accurate but at the very least assaulting a police officer is a crime yeah. a lot of officers were assaulted that day I, I know the one was not beaten to death with a fire extinguisher there were, i'm still kind of amazed at the amount of um false information that came out which i mean i guess i'm not amazed because when you have chaotic events you get a lot of conflicting reports uh, officer Sicknick, I according to the dc medical examiner did not succumb to any injuries internal or external suffered that day But there is ample footage of people, uh, beating police officers, shoving them, the guy, you know, getting crushed in the door. Maybe you could
4: pardon all the trespassing charges. And then just, if people were violent, bust them for that. If they
2: broke windows, bust them for that. You can see there were a lot, there was lots of damage done to the Capitol building. The one thing, I mean, it's such a, it's a tricky issue for me to discuss because of a lot of the legal ramifications and legal, legalese that's involved in it. Uh, but one thing that has always struck me, I was watching it. I used to, when I was living in DC, um, when it happened, I wasn't at the Capitol. I was a couple blocks away where I lived. And I lived in um, Capitol East. I'm um, oh, sorry, Hill East, whatever it's called. Uh, one thing that struck me, though, is I thought for sure watching that whole unfold, the crowds, the, the nervousness, the screaming, the breaking through doors, the shattering windows, I was convinced that I was about to see live streamed uh, Kent State 2.0. Oh, wow. I am amazed know ashley babbitt is dead um rest in peace um again i'm not making any legal judgments on her participation or anything i don't like it when people get killed i don't like death um i'm amazed that the one death that's directly attributable um d- directly connected to the violence that day there's a there's one death i'm amazed whoever trained those police officers uh in you know violent response i think she get an award because I thought for sure there was going to be guns were going to be drawn. People were, you know, because they were getting the cops this. were letting them in. What do you mean? Well, some cops were not all of them though. But especially so when the, you had like that one part uh, where the speaker's chamber goes in where Babbitt jumped in. I mean, they clearly were not letting him into that. That's where they were. They were, they
3: were pushing against each other, right?
2: And then you had the other doors where the cops actually opened them up. Well, no, 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 no. It was not people. the speaker's chamber. You had two guards, uh, two cops guarding it, and then they. You no, know I mean the in. building outside the building. Yeah, but some e- doors were open, not all of them. Some of them were forcibly open. You can see the inside. What flash. I'm
3: saying is. There was this push into, like, one of the center doors, and then you get, like, the SWAT. Uh, the cops were special. They're, they're shoving. People are getting smashed inside the you know, rotunda or whatever. And then you had doors off to the side. There's video of it. Right. just them right some up. Some of them, yeah. And, they, and like, the cops they, they were they up, like, disagree with it, but you agree with your right to protest. And yeah, no, I saw that. Some cops are taking selfies of them.
2: Well, no, that's weird because I remember in the aftermath of that, there was a lot of talk about how the cops were in on it. And I think that was ignoring that as a, as a riot mitigation efforts or Ryan mitigation tactics, this is something you can do. We can kind of ferry people, get it out of your system, get out of the building, as opposed to, you know, you're not going to you know Lord of the Rings, stand there with your shield and try to do a battle to the death, especially when you're grossly outnumbered. Now, I, yeah, we, I don't know if we need to litigate all of this, but I, I just keep thinking about the day and the sort of chaos and confusion. And I'm still amazed that there were not more, like, itchy trigger fingers. I think that's a huge blessing, and I'm amazed. Again, I'm not trying to mitigate Babbitt's death or anything or make any legal ju- judgment on that, uh, but I'm surprised that there was you were, um, one death. You were there. I wasn't there. I was oh, not okay. in the building. I lived near You there. were close by, though. Close you, by you the helicopters. Watched. Wow. Yeah, and... I'm just amazed that it wasn't more violent. Now, I know whoever sees this will probably, how dare you say the insurrection wasn't violent? I'm not saying that. Well, we now yes. know. I'm surprised an, it, it didn't it, spiral it, more out of we, control is we, what I'm saying. It is
3: now definitive it was not an insurrection, as much as we yeah. always, we we always say, we were always saying it wasn't. The FD, FBI came out and said that there's no evidence of coordination, not from the present or anybody else. And of the groups that actually plan on breaking in, they had no actual plan.
2: But does that, and see, this is why I was saying earlier, it's difficult to discuss because does that I don't know if that negates the legal term for uh, um, insurrection just because no one's been charged with insurrection just because there's no no just because there's no coordination doesn't mean it's not an insurrection. I mean, storming Capitol building during uh, Congress's business to certify the election. Doesn't that not technically count as insurrection? Ask
3: the prosecutors why they're not charging anybody with insurrection then because there's none. No, I didn't happen,
2: I guess. But I was just saying, I don't know the fact that there was no coordination. I don't think then means that it wasn't. I
3: actually think if there's no coordination, there's no insurrection. Yeah. So, like, if you, how are you going to? The insurrection is, the the idea is like a a direct, it's intent, it's a goal. It's, it's, you're doing a thing for a reason. It was a riot.
2: Yeah. A lot of people who've been interviewed since then who participated almost to a man, they're like, I have no idea why I did it. I just got caught up. You know, you, I don't know if any of you have been involved in sort of a, um, spur-of-the-moment mass the movement uh, activity with a group. Yeah, it, uh, i covered a bunch of riots. Oh, I know, right. to I was avoid. At, I was at Mardi Gras. buy Wall Street. Yeah, that's a good one. Mardi Gras in uh, oh, St. Louis. Brazil, right. Turkey. Yeah, but crazy. like, but uh, no, no, I was saying like uh, uh, the Zakati Park stuff. Like a lot of that is just you get this mentality. Like, let's, let's do it, be legends You don't really think about it. And you see, we've seen this post-insurrection. A lot of people have been like, I have no idea why I did it. I just We know some Mob people, mentality Mob mentality It's a strange Real thing so and, like why people Cheer at sports events No yeah. why, why are you screaming <laughs> No you? I mean, you're you're mean You can't disturb
4: The uh, the opponent's team If you yell really loud If you, if shot. someone
3: scores a your, your team scores a point You're gonna be like Also yeah. on, yeah, a, on a
4: microcosm I was sitting at my Friend's baseball game and, and my friend hit the ball And I went Yeah Really loud And the first baseman s- Got stunned when I screamed <laughs> And the ball went
2: by Yeah <laughs> Good it's like ah, I'm the fourth man. So no, you can you can with the the riot you can break it down to was it insurrection or was it just people got caught up and things got out of control. I think more of the latter is what it seems to me. The thing that I keep coming back to is I'm just surprised it didn't spiral more. With a lack of communication, half the cops people apparently walked not, out and just like walked I know. Them. Some people walked out and some people were hospitalized. It's like there was no communication. Half the cops didn't know what was happening. A lot of about 140 police officers suffered various injuries, and yet. Like, there wasn't shootings. There weren't people, you know, don't you move. I'm surprised. That's all I'm saying. I'm just surprised. I really thought stuff was going to go sideways super fast, super hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm extremely grateful that there it was, didn't.
3: When I heard there was tear gas in the rotunda, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Wow. It's well, getting hot. Like you Facebook, saw that, Facebook banned me for That
2: it. one video of uh, the one Capitol, um, Capitol Police officer who, like, redirected the protesters away from the main I chamber. don't. I don't actually believe that perhaps my point though in that video he has his hand on his gun the whole time like again i'm just saying the everything there seemed to me to be about one degree from going really bad really fast and it did go really bad for one person i'm just surprised it wasn't more they there
3: there was they they pushed this narrative that he guided the group away or whatever and i'm like i don't believe that was his intent i think he was just backing away from an angry mob
2: i yeah i mean i don't know if that was his intent it's what he did though so, even if you fall if you accident into something successful I'm no
3: he, he he didn't though it, it's it's he went up the stairs and 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 went a specific direction in fact you could argue he actually led them to Pelosi's office
2: no i mean Paul, then they broke
3: in and then they stole her laptop why don't I mean, why, why don't we say that
2: because it did, i'm sorry what
3: why don't we say that cop actually led them oh. I mean, he he led them look the cops opened the doors we know that and then this one cop, all of a sudden, is, is guiding the protesters. Next thing we you know, they're in Pelosi's office stealing her laptop. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I think the— No, it, the point is the cop was backing away from an angry mob. He didn't want to confront them, and he chose a direction to back away. Right,
4: the cops should also be pardoned for be, any involvement in this. The people didn't hurt people. Like you said, there wasn't violence. There was very, very, very little violence. The Ashley thing is terrifying, but she was, like, forcing her way. it looked like, into the inner chamber. And, you know, they were defending the Capitol. Um none of these those people basically the the cops and the people kept it pretty civil so I I think we should move on from this my fear is that the Patriot Act you know terror uh, investigators want to use this as an example to like use their oh, state the tools list. of spying on the American people they're putting they put the list together like, don't they're going, going after good... the
3: communications of Trump supporters right
4: but it's that doesn't make that's not the liberty angle right now the liberty angle is to pardon this mess and move on we have the Afghan we have people like on their last legs in afghanistan right now and we need a country a unified imagine
3: this imagine if joe biden came out and announced a formal pardon for all of those involved in january 6th and then all of the democrats would come out supporting him being like you know we agree this is the right thing to do well how how would that how would but how would that manifest in the culture yeah people
4: would start shivering because they have so much energy and they don't have anywhere to direct it they'd have to start meditating you know but i mean
3: think about it like if he he did that Democrats would immediately support the move, saying, this is, this is leadership unifying this country. And then Trump supporters would be like, that's a good thing that he's doing. Yeah, I, I, agree. I don't know I if,
2: I don't know if Democrats would get behind it. They are committed, committed to this, to this investigation of this committee. No, but it would, hard, get, it would be a hard, it would be a hard sell. I mean, you would have to sell them on it first. Obviously he wouldn't blindsight them.
4: No, I think if, if Biden blindsided them, they would immediately fall in line. He better do something if he wants to save face right now. He's got to do some epic diplomacy.
2: No, it's interesting, though, watching some – again, I I think a lot of the international reporting on Afghanistan has been pretty sharp uh, and very sort of like uncompromising, but it's been um, predictably disgusting watching how a lot of commentators and cable news talking heads – I mentioned this because of January 6th specifically, you have people like Joy Reid – uh, who've been trying to redirect attention from Afghanistan to the ca- January 6th? Mean like, we should talk about the terrorists at home. Yeah, our Taliban. He's like, well, first of all, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Secondly, you seem a little too excited about this. It almost feels like you're using this like a political chip, just a little bit. It seems like you really enjoy this and don't want to talk about that clear cluster af- over in Afghanistan. Yep. So I don't. I would say don't let them distract. You can do both things at the same time. For me right now, my obvious interests lie in Afghanistan. That, to me, seems to be the more um, pressing and horrifying and real real and clear and present
3: danger. The reality is that Afghanistan is a distraction— for the fact that they just put out a list of Trump supporters and they're going after private communications and the fascism is coming to the United States. Yeah, it seems I'm like half kidding, by the way. That
4: was like trying to pull focus away from Afghanistan, too. Like, they're like, oh... Or the, the other way around. Yeah, there's I'm, such I'm just bad saying, you know, press, this Afghanistan thing. That the reality. All these, all these other things that are popping up right now. It's, it's, it's not really... Pro it's,
3: it's just this. It's just the Biden administration and the Democratic Party are just in a weird state of chaos. And that's it.
2: I think the only thing keeping them together is that they have really good discipline when it comes to unity they're just sticking together yeah i mean to the point about that list like that to me suggests more than anything that uh, there's a large political angle it's not about restoring our norms or protecting our core democracy or whatever this no they cliche, want cliches they're, they're using it's a dragnet they're just they're they're splunking to see what they can catch and that's why they're, uh,
3: no no i think i think they want to understand uh trump's strategy that's why scott Pressler's on the list because he registers republicans to vote Wow. That that's what he does, and he cleans up garbage. So they want to understand the strategy Republicans have for registering new voters. They 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 go after Trump's uh, spo- uh, was it Pre- uh, uh, spokesperson for the campaign. They're just trying to get communications so they can see how he was running his campaign. They want to get sources. It, it, it's it's a big fishing expedition, not because I think they want to arrest people necessarily. They they it might get to that point, but they want free uh, free consulting. Like, I mean, look, the stuff that they're going to dig up from these activists costs money for campaigns. And now they're just taking it all.
2: But why would they go through this trouble when they already have stuff like Facebook in their pocket, helping them with all their get out the room? They don't understand
3: how, how Trump rallies people, and they want to understand his private metrics. They want all of his data going back from April until after the election, on the election, meaning they want Trump, all communications between all these different government agencies and all the people who worked on the Trump campaign, they want to know...
2: Every detail of his campaign. I know it's it's not the point, but I, I did laugh when I saw the list of people because it said all Trump children except for Tiffany. I was like, that? It said that. Like, <laughs> like, what is poor, poor Tiffany? What, what is going on there? She's always left out. Doesn't make the list. She didn't make the list. They're going after all of them. But Tiffany. So I mean, That's a scary thing though, man. That list. To me, it seems just like kind of a desperate fishing expedition. They're looking for something damning. So they're just. But to your point about Pressler, like, what does he have to do with any of this? Oh, but
3: I mean, a bunch of people weren't even there on in, in January sixth. And what does their data going back from April have to do with the insurrection? With with the quote unquote insurrection, nothing. They're they're just grabbing a list of prominent and and influential Trump supporters, and they're trying to intimidate. They're trying to get access to private information. They are going after their political rivals with the weight of government. This spells the end of whatever whatever you want to call it. I mean, there will be an America in some fashion, but not as we've known it. I mean
2: I It can be. It can be. We can take it back.
3: It'll be spelled have, with like... I have
2: boundless faith in this country, just not its leaders.
3: Yeah. I don't know, though. You know, when we get to this point, I think when we, we see 37.2% of the country want to uh, secede, from their, have their regional union secede from the greater country. And then you see that the Democrats are willing to pull out producing a list to actually spy on on american communications and rival campaigns i'm like man we certainly crossed that rubicon some time ago
2: you know it's always surprised me not surprised me I, I found it so amusing um during the trump years all the the mountain of news stories and commentary about how he he's him and the russians stole the election with facebook memes you know oh, facebook <laughs> was weaponized against us and i was like do you all forget the glowing thousand-plus word profiles you wrote after two thousand eight and two thousand twelve about the Obama campaign's amazing Facebook uh, uh, strategy—how they worked directly with Facebook to figure out where to find—I don't want to say—not uh, vulnerable, get, uh, gettable voters—and how oh the Obama people—they got this, they nailed it. But now, using Facebook, oh my God, you had you had memes about Jesus yeah. arm wrestling Satan. <laughs> That's how he won. That proves it. I mean, I still. When they talk about how Russia hacked our election, and you keep drilling down, you keep asking, "How did they steal the election?" Well, they put out disinformation. Like, th- first of all, that's not new. Secondly, what disinformation? I was actually at the museum. Uh, I'm sorry, no, the Spy Museum in Washington D.C., and they had an exhibit on like foreign propaganda and stuff. And they had actually the Facebook meme of Christ and Satan wrestling. It says, like, if you want Trump to win, dislike, or whatever, if you want Hillary to lose. And I was like, Th- you think this propaganda swayed in it? Find me the American who was on the fence about Hillary until they saw Christ arm-wrestling <laughs> Satan. And they were like, well, then, well,
3: that's convinced me. That,
2: that convinced me. I'm like, first of all, that person should not be allowed to vote. That's the first thing. That person's a crazy person. (laughs) Secondly, that didn't do it. And then you drill down a little further and they go, well, they hacked Tony Podesta's emails and some other various Democratic uh, officials. I mean, you think that swayed the election? I would argue the FBI and the the 11th hour Comey thing hurt her more, which I think they believe, which is part of the reason they hate Comey. (laughs)
3: Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Go to TimCast.com. Subscribe. We're going to have a members-only segment coming up at TimCast.com. And uh, share the show if you like it. Leave us a good review on uh, podcast platforms. And uh, I'll just mention something, too. Spotify took down one of my other, my, my Tim Pool, the Tim Pool Daily Show. They took down an episode, and I have no idea why. Which episode? Uh, it was, I can't remember. <clears throat> it was from uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. Mm. Just got an email saying, you, you have violated the terms and conditions. Your episode has been removed. And I'm like, for what?
4: From what, like to the TimCast channel? Yeah. Politics? It's all, all politics, Yeah, right?
3: I have no idea what I could have said or anything. Really? I have no idea.
4: That's, that's like if we're going to write a new constitution for the 21st century. Part of it has to be that if someone's going to remove your content, they need to ex- give you an explicit reason why.
3: Yeah, and, and, and there should be some kind of process for it. And a copy of the but let's, content uh, as well. Let's, let's, let's read some of these super chats. We got Make 1984 Fiction Again saying, Joe Biden is responsible
4: for those deaths so he can only seek retaliation on himself. Wow. Yeah, that's how you were saying how he's, how he freaks out on reporters. That's like what he's doing about the Taliban. We were gonna, we're gonna go after them with everything we can if they mess, if they hurt right. us.
2: It's like, dude, you put us in this position. Right. And the different talking points, which is, well, this is why we're leaving. Also, I need to put in more troops to go get them. Or we, we might put in more troops to go get them. I'm like, well, which one are we doing? And I'm sorry, just to, one of the things that I have found particularly disgusting about all this is that his first major press conference on the disaster over there, he actually blamed the Afghans. For the Taliban takeover. He basically said those guys are too chicken, whatever word. A bunch of cowards. They're weak. I'm not going to sacrifice American sons and daughters to fight a civil war. The Afghans won't fight for themselves. I'm like, hey, they have been 60,000, know, 60,000 Afghan police and national security uh, uh, members of the army have died since 2001 fighting the Taliban in their own backyard with every personal risk to their life and liberty in their own backyard. They have nowhere to run if it fails. And he blamed them for all of this. I'll
3: say this, too. I initially praised him for pointing out when we learned that the Afghan security forces just basically abandoned shit. I was like, you know what? He's right about that. Why are we going to fight if they won't? And then we learned about the stripping of logistics, air support, Bagram. And I was like, okay, well, he stripped air support. He he, he basically whacked him in the leg with a crowbar and then said, look, they won't even fight. All right. That's my president. We got Gerald Armstrong says Biden committed treason by sending the Taliban a list of American citizens in Afghanistan. I, uh, uh, I, I, wow, that's a, that's a point. With that one. Yeah. Uh, providing material support to an enemy. Oh,
2: that's right. I mean, at the very least, we need, we need hearings on this. We need an investigation. And yeah. just to know who, who is, who's in control? Who is okay? Who's signing off on all this? Yeah. When are they an enemy and when are they, uh, an ally? It, like, what's the, when's it? the line drawn? Because we never declared war on them. And the other thing, too, is you have, you have the military saying one thing and the intelligence community saying another. So somebody is lying. Or if the communication is that bad, then we still need an investigation to figure out how do we get these two groups to actually talk.
3: All right. The One Free Man says, the past few days have shown us that it is no longer about America and its enemies. It's about the establishment and its enemies. They have forsaken American hostages in Afghanistan in order to pursue their political enemies and secure their power. Yep. Wow. Brutal. The Curly Afro says, military politics is Leviathan. Um, may see Vax's political move by the high ups to get promoted or in leadership positions by making troops get vaccinated a corpsman fell helping his marines and treating the sick and injured in Afghanistan till Valhalla
1: hmm.
3: Kinjan says all of us keyboard warriors need to contact our rep and senators demanding this change get involved in your local state and federal elections stop being the silent majority and get involved yes. absolutely now we got we got some more treason comments. Trash Panda says, "How is this not high treason? Forget impeachment. Bring charges of high treason against Biden, the enti- his entire administration, including Harris."
4: My guess is Deliberate because spoke. we never declared war on the Taliban, so it's like it's ambiguous if they're even considered enemies at this point. We have a a, pe- mm-hmm. uh, a ceasefire with them, and we're working with them to get our our troops out. as the idea. I tell you
2: what? One of the strangest things that today, the um, um, the I can't remember his name, Army General and Biden, both of them t- today. We're talking how we've been in regular communication with the Taliban and and cooperating with them to help, you know, deal with ISIS and all that. And we sometimes share information with them, but also we can't trust them. I was like, "Whoa, whoa! you've been, how long have you been sharing information with the Taliban and why? Mm. That's insane. Even if it's for the effort of of trying to root out ISIS, ISIS ISIS-K, whatever, why would you ever, what is this enemy of my enemy nonsense? Is that what this is?
4: I think so. Cr- I know, because it'll change
2: from day to day who the enemy We've is. We've been doing this for decades. We arm one group to fight another, and then both of them end up coming after us. Yep. Same people, man.
3: All right. Dr. Doctor says the May 1st deadline might have something to do with being in the middle of Ramadan. Throughout the years, there has been a couple of ceasefires coordinated with the Taliban because of Ramadan. Interesting. When? Is that when ra- Ramadan is? I have no idea. Uh, because then there's no...
2: Or or is that when... Does the Taliban strictly observe combat during Ramadan? I have no idea. I would be surprised if they did. I mean, I wouldn't. If that's what people expected. Yeah,
4: Monday the 12th of April is when Hmm. it started this year. Oh, yeah. And it goes for 10 days. So it was just after Ramadan they were going to... All right, let's see. Oh no, it ends May 12th, so yeah, it was
3: during during Ramadan they were going to... James Rogers says comparing Kabul to Saigon is giving into willful ignorance. ignorance. Saigon fell two years after we pulled out. Stop feeding st- stupid. We lost pe- the peace, not war. Interesting.
2: No, I've been saying that for weeks. People are like, this is not our Saigon. I'm like, you're right. This is far, far Way worse than Saigon. Worse. Yeah. Way worse. I mean, not to downplay it, but in comparison, Saigon got off easy compared to what Afghanistan's saying now. That's, again, not to minimize what happened in Saigon. Here's an important one. KF says Pelosi for president.
4: Oh god. <laughs> Jeez, I feel like I'm in the boxing Why? ring with whoever just said that to me. Right.
2: It's like I, I mean, do I not have any options here? I, I mean, know. it's like you can have a you know, a bag of broken glass or some starving wolverines, which we one do you want to be locked a, in a room with? <laughs> <room>? A constitutional <laughs>
4: convention, it's just a matter of whipping You need like to more sound like 51% Paul now. of the country in <laughs> Sorry,
2: Ron Paul. Constitution, man, I haven't heard about that in a long time. One, all,
3: right. Yeah, all right, one two says, Tim Glenn raised twenty million dollars in forty eight hours. We all donated. This is an absolutely amazing audience. Mm. God bless. Yes, absolutely. Everybody that's working. Nice. That's that's fantastic. Dude,
4: shout out to Glenn Beck, man. He spoke truth to power when he was at Fox News and. I highly recommend go check out his last episode with Fox because they fired him <laughs> huh. for calling out the Federal Reserve and all the people, the bureaucrats that were trading that money funny. between the revolving doors. It was it's they incredible. Fired for it. They fi- the next day he got his his release and he was no what, longer what, what, Fox was and it he started also, the blaze. He,
3: he knew he was on his way out. I don't know.
2: I don't know. I don't think he did. He, he was he, like he, what he got red pilled and told everyone and they were like, No, He'd been on his way out for a while. He'd been wanting to launch his own sort of nice. empire, and then I got to a point way where I go. think he just kind of uh, Jerry Maguireed it. Yeah, G. Edward yes. Griffin on the show, and then <laughs> just blew it open. It was awesome. Full full disclosure: I, I used to work for him, so there's that. Oh, I love nice. it. I see so much respect for that dude. Business yeah. editor at the Blaze for a while. Nice. So I can like so sue. He's, he's a very he he's a true boy. He genuinely believes in his faith, and he acts out of it. Sue
3: Pro okay. says the State Department is stonewalling Beck. They won't give him access to runways. Also, he was warned they had a meeting about him and are looking to destroy
2: him. I hadn't heard that, but I would not be surprised because I was, as we were saying before the show, there was a, I cannot remember her name. I'm drawing a blank. She works for the New York Times. She organized two private uh, uh, jets to land and evacuate as many as they could. And they got sent back. I think they were only able to take like a total of four people. They could nice. have fit hundreds on both of those plane, wow. or jets. And they got turned away and she is she's just beside herself, heartbroken. Oh. Because She also raised money to do this. Private and no entrepreneurs, private enterprise tried to help out and do its part. And a bunch of paper pushers turned them back. That's good. That'll be remembered. Yeah. We have have a a good question here. Wicked Lists says, Tim, please help me understand why
3: people did not leave months ago when they all knew about the withdrawal.
2: Uh, Because unlike the United States Intelligence Service, they had no idea that the Taliban was poised to retake the entire country. Mm. Mm. Probably. That's my guess. Interesting. I think if there was a general idea that maybe you should get out, you got a family, you got a business, uh, maybe it's a recommendation versus, oh, my God, the Taliban now owns the entire country. They've just conquered every major city. And now here we go. And the United States is just Irish combined. We got this uh, this, uh, from Arthur Madrigal. He says, FDA approved
3: the vaccine, but it is not available. Is this true? Only the emergency use vaccine available. People have been sending me this. Bannon said it. It's not true. Uh, they said there's an, a letter from the FDA that actually goes into detail about the community vaccine and the Pfizer vaccine. People are trying to claim that it's uh, uh, they're two distinct vaccines. The FDA's website literally says we are approving the vaccine that was formerly known as the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine and will now be marketed as community. And the FDA letter says community and the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine are interchangeable and the same thing in the same formulation. And for some reason, people are coming out and claiming it's not true. I don't know why. It's just it's wrong. People are emailing emailing me. And I'm like, did you guys even read the letter you sent me? It literally says it's the exact same formulation, but under a different name. It's the same thing. I'm whatever. All right. Stephen Granger says, based on the information being shown, Biden should be forced to resign and be court-martialed. I can also I don't know if you can you court-martial the president, do you? I can also see an argument for having him uh, uh, charged with treason. We'll just put it that way. Treason, he yes. is the
2: commander of the U- yeah. U- U.S. armed forces, but I don't think he can. Court- you know, I, I don't, don't know. Think That's a good question. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, curious now.
2: I will have to look that up. I think he ends looking looking up, up no. right now. Oh. <laughs> can you court? <laughs> now you're on a watch. List. Cannot be court-martialed now. Yeah, uh, according you- to
4: Quora.com.
2: Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, no, even though you're the commander of the forces, he's I think. He's considered a civilian, that's right, why. Right, he's still a civilian. The right. uh,
4: civilian is commanding the military. What is wrong? No, 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 that's right. That's great. C- that's no,
2: civilian thing. oversight of our U.S. armed forces. That's by design. I'm all for that. Absolutely. Which is part of the reason uh, I was so what? pissed off about uh, General Milley wising off during the congressional hearing about white rage. He answers to Congress, and he was way out of line yep. when he was like, let me, I'm sick of your stupid questions. I want to understand. I was like, oh, you, you sit down. You answer to them, and that's very intentional. I, I, the British
4: seem to have a civilian leader and a military leader that co-run the country together. I think they have the prime minister and then the something else. And that's why we rebelled. And and like, (laughs) what's his name? Um, Winston Churchill was the like the military head of the time, but he wasn't the. They have a House of Lords. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. But they have somebody running the domestic area, and then someone that knows what they're doing running the military stuff. Well, we've got Biden running the military. We're
2: ideally supposed to have the generals who know what they're doing, but they are all answerable to Congress and the president. They answer to the civilians, and that's strictly by design. Basically, straight almost based. On how it was done in Rome for a while before the generals took control, but uh, that's I like that setup. I want that setup. I don't want the military kind of acting on its own, especially if you have people like Millie who and now you know off on his own doing critical race theory so <laughs> or whatever. Like no, no, no. You answer to Congress and you keep your mouth shut unless asked a question. Here's here's a good not, one. Not you personally. Well, <laughs> hey, <laughs> sorry,
4: uh, I'm, I'm getting rid of you. Know? John Morafa
3: says Dr. Steve Turley stopped using the term "rhinos" and now uses "diablos." Democrats in all but label. That's, that's good. Well,
2: it's not bad. That's yeah. Pretty Just pretty makes smooth. me think of the video game though. Diablo. <laughs> All
3: right. The what is this, The Blank Podcast, the the Null Space Podcast with Ian Slater says Glenn Beck is now the goat. Indeed. Hmm. It's great stuff. Well, hopefully he's uh it, it's working out. I don't know. People are saying he's getting, you know, he's getting yeah, blocked or whatever.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I hope he's not, but this has already happened once, so I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again.
3: The Wolf says, Millie and military are too busy dumping millions in a campaign to make memes and anything not in the SJW BLM agenda, agenda extremist in the military. Mm. Crazy. Joe Lynn Turk says the late Johnny Carson did an entire skit about the loser liar, Joe Biden. Carson straight up called him an idiot and
2: he was absolutely correct. Eh, Yeah, if you needed a reminder how long this guy's been in the game. Right. But, you know, I voted for his character. You've been warned, man. Come on,
3: man. man. Nipple Sweat says Tim Tim Kennedy brought 400 people onto the airfield. The base commander kicked them out and told Tim this isn't the Tim Kennedy show. What? What? So you're not allowed to rescue people? They'll just throw you out? I hadn't heard that. I'll have to look that up. Crazy. All right, let's see. Jeffrey Paris says, Beckett, I love your work. Based on what you know, do you think the next conservative president should fire everyone on mahogany row at the Pentagon? Also, Ian, is your hair Starfleet regulation length? (laughs) No,
2: no, no, it's not. Uh, I think that there's anything that was proven by the the Trump administration. I hate the term deep state because people automatically start conjuring up conspiracy theories, all that. But it is absolutely true that there is a large contingent of deeply embedded career bureaucrats who have been there for years, who have a very specific idea of how they want things done, and they will work, and they admit it. They admitted this during the Trump administration. They will work to thwart the president's agenda if they don't like it. Simple as that. That's actually what I think when I think deep state. I don't think that you know it's sort of like meeting of the Bilderbergs are going to get together, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, no, there are career bureaucrats who are like, I don't like this, so we're going to leak to the press. We're going to obscure this or that. I mean, they light, general straight-up light to uh, Donald President Trump when he ordered twice he ordered saying, saying we're withdrawing from syria they lied to him about the numbers to just simply get around not having to withdraw everyone from syria yep. that's deep and, state and stuff. they lied to the
3: american people they
2: lied to the american people and they then they come out a minute and who was that uh, the guy anonymous for new york times uh miles taylor straight up admitted i work in the white house and i am actively thwarting the president's yep. agenda that happens this has actually happened with several administrations so to the question I think if anything was learned from the last president, yes, yeah, someone's going to have to start cleaning house. I don't know how that goes the about, one, what the, that looks like. It's very hard to remove people once they're embedded. It was what Trump was famous for. Firing people? Firing He, people. he was terrible at firing people when he was the president, <laughs> though. I know. His tagline is, you're fired, and he couldn't fire anyone around him. It was amazing. Yep. In fact, some of the people he promoted were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Carmella Comedian
3: says, When I saw Glenn's stream late last night from the Middle East, I myself donated to the Nazarene Fund. That man is a true patriot. I have so much respect and admiration for him and what he's doing. If you can donate, please do. Yeah, man. Uh, I remember I got invited to go on Glenn's show. They flew me out to Texas and sat down and talked to him for quite a bit because we did, like, uh, a couple different shows in one sitting because he's got, like, the radio show, the podcast, mm-hmm. whatever. And I thought it was absolutely fantastic. He's calm, rational, reasonable. We we had arguments. We uh, we had disagreements. And it ended with a handshake. And he was like, you know, you, you, you do great work. Sure, yeah. And I was like, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Big fan of Glenn. He's a great guy.
2: He's a hell of a showman.
3: Oh, yeah, definitely. And they have this massive movie studio. <laughs> yeah. He, it's crazy.
2: He, he, uh, he, considers, himself, uh, well, he considers himself... he doesn't consider himself. He is very intentionally modeled himself after Orson Wells. He wants oh. to be a sort oh, cool. of auteur uh, renaissance man bringing <laughs> back various arts and stuff. Awesome? Make he that loves he something. loves Orson Wells, like adores Orson Wells. And he intentionally he named it Mercury Radio Arts after Orson Welles's, uh own production studio, which was Mercury. Huh. Yeah. yeah, He just loves the man. Mercury Theater, And he loves Walt Disney. Yeah. I, All right. who, oh, I Sonny, love Andreas then.
3: <laughs> Sonny James says the only reason America won the revolution was because the British public wasn't interested in funding it. Despite what Hollywood narratives tell us, it wasn't because we fought the greatest revolution ever. Scares me is this admin focused on us. Um, we won the revolution for a lot of reasons. Yeah, there were several factors, but it, uh, I think the French was probably one of the biggest. It's yeah. a huge one. Because what, what if, what if, what, what actually happened is that the conflict in the colonies was essentially more war for the British when they were already at war in Europe. They couldn't handle it.
2: Oh, God. It was also King George had lost his friggin' mind and was a horrible commander-in-chief at the really? time. Yeah, he was going insane at the time. That was actually a huge issue. But that was engulfing a lot of British politics at the time and was very distracting to the overall war effort.
4: They, the British had no stomach for a war in the Americas. So oh, they turn like, about his fair play. It. Let them go. Turn about his fair, fair play. <laughs> oh, no.
2: We're getting slapped in the face by karma. i mm-hmm.
4: I'm kidding. All right, let's see I'm what
2: mostly kidding. <laughs> I don't I can't speak to m- Biden's mental health. I'm not a doctor. He's not my patient. But history rhymes, and if there was a revolution <laughs> today in, in the United States and we had Biden as the commander
4: trying to preserve the union, preserve the union your main job.
2: Oh god. Could you you imagine, can
4: pardon those people. Can You imagine an American Civil War with Biden. It would be it would be terrible. May you
3: live in interesting times.
4: Y- at least Abe Lincoln, that's a curse. Was it
3: obsessed is. with preserving yeah. the union. He <laughs> just cursed me. All right, uh, Jasper says, "Tim, please look into the Ezekiel 38 prophecy. We may be seeing it take shape in real time. The stage is being set, the players are moving into place. We are really living in unprecedented
2: pre- unprecedented times." Interesting. Interesting unprecedented times? for America. Mm. I wouldn't say it's unprecedented in world history. I mean, far worse has happened to far greater far larger civilizations. True. In a Generally, though, in a longer span of time. It seems like we have very quickly learned how to...
4: Yeah, airplanes changes a lot as you literally... You can microchips. Get microchips. 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 Yeah.
2: That's the game changer.
4: Plastic, a lot of it. Right? LM
3: right. Invest microchips. in plastics. <laughs> <laughs> LMV says, Tim, I live in New Zealand. Our prime minister did a press conference on the attack in Kabul and was super cryptic saying that New Zealand will be part of an attack or invasion of Afghanistan.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so maybe it was intentional.
2: With what troops? I thought they were all locked up in New Zealand. Hmm. New Zealand has troops. They do. They, have like they do. Seven. No, no, they're great. They worked. They worked closely with us huh. in a lot of the coalition efforts.
3: Kiwi
4: commandos. I love New Zealanders. Man. Zealand.
2: Yeah. About, uh, Biden said we will.
3: You know, we will hunt you down. And to me, I was just like, oh, is is that him saying, like, we're going to be sending in troops to reinvade Afghanistan now?
2: We've already put in more than double the yep. troops into Afghanistan now than we had earlier this year.
3: And then they're hoping everyone will forget about it. The news will start talking about other things, and then they'll be quietly deploying more and more soldiers to Afghanistan. Amazing, isn't it?
2: I mean, at some point, this is going to sap the will from the actual armed forces. Like, what are you do you do? You're going to actually have to talk about uh, morale in the U.S. military. I can't imagine it's it's doing well. I can imagine that this is going to have a long-term hit on it. I mean, that'll take some years to recover. I'm not saying it's all going to fall apart and people are going to abandon their posts or whatever, but I'm, we need to make sure we look at this before. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's coming up on 800,000... Military servicemen weren't vaccinated. I
4: think it was 1.4 million total. 800,000 of them have had yet to be vaccinated as of like yesterday or the day before, and they're going to force it by well, I don't know what the date is that they said the 31st, four days from now, five days from now. So that's another. And if they don't want to do it, you know, talk about morale. Rory Shively
3: with um, eight clown face emojis. that's <laughs> about go. where I'm at. Rory. <laughs> He's a funny guy. All right, Brian Knoll says you said Bagram Airbase seemed intentional. I've been thinking the same thing. Every common sense thing to do done backwards. Biden wrote the first Patriot Act, maybe arming terrorists. Oh, I don't know. Huh.
2: I mean, to the conversation we we're having about the riot and holding the rioters and all that. I mean, we, we've been saying, oh, what was it for the war on terror? You know, what did we get out of it? Well, we got one thing. We got an explosion of the surveillance state on us. So that's great. Now, the government, as we know, not just the American government, governments in general do like pretenses to get more control. What does Afghanistan do? Does it give people more control? Does it give them less? That's always The media is going
3: to go full gung-ho with like Biden is a true president once he starts sending in the troops and once all these other countries start bolstering troops.
4: He's going to rescue them from Trump's botched yep, escape
3: I don't plan. I know. Oh my God. I think
2: a lot of people are underestimating how sapped a lot of Americans feel after I, this of 20 years. I don't think we talk about we're going to put more troops and they do it quietly. Like you were saying, that's yeah. one thing, but a big grand, we got to do this America. I don't, there's not going to be support. People are, don't want it. No, I don't true. want it. No,
3: but the media will say they do. And the polls will come out and the polls will, will ask very like funny questions. Like, do you think it would be bad if babies are killed in Afghanistan? And I say, yes,
2: I do. But, like they support the war Yeah, with the sampling size of like 130 people, right? <laughs> <I'm>, 98% <laughs> of Americans, from, all from
3: DC on like oh, K street. Well, the average income, as uh, you look it up, it's like $486,000 a year. <laughs> Who are these people? They're polling.
2: We surveyed 130 defense contractors.
3: The yeah. av- the average job is Halliburton and Boeing.
2: Yeah, man. There's so much money. Do in
3: you want thing. to deploy more Americans to go fight nation-build? I don't think 100% <laughs> yes. We polled one guy. It's the CEO of uh, Lockheed. <laughs>
2: No, but it's like if there's no will for it and Americans are actually opposed to it, that comes back at the voting booth.
4: Uh, you saw that in yeah, Syria, man. Yeah, but hold on, man. hold on. It, it comes People back to the voting booth. shut both. that down. But With Biden, the-
2: what is Biden?
3: You think Biden's going to get a second term?
2: I don't think he's going to last his first term. Yeah.
3: So Biden can come in and be like, oh, deploy 100,000 troops. You know, right. you get the, they didn't get the vaccine. They go to Afghanistan. And then Americans are going to be like, get them out, get them out. No one will have the will to do it. Republicans will sit in their hands. Come 2024, they'll vote for someone else and go, yay, and then we'll have three years of troops in the Middle
2: East. But you're forgetting 2022, which Democrats are terrified of. I don't know if they want to Right, I'm it. saying the Republican if there's anything, party everyone is not going to do anything. I'm just saying, if there's one thing both parties love, it's holding power and gaining more power. And if they know they're going to get wiped out on a landslide in 2022, I think they... They won't go. But what are the it? Republicans going to do? Well, that's always. The they're going to get in and
3: to and then, and then gonna, they're all going to get in and they're going to have the house. And then Kevin McCarthy is going to be like, slow down there, Democrats. And then Mitch McConnell is going to be like, slow down there,
2: Democrats. And that's all they're going to do. Nah, I disagree. On, uh, McCarthy, yes. I, I'm generally <laughs> I'm generally supportive of McConnell. I have been impressed with he's he's a master parliamentarian and he has made so many gains in the judiciary. I think people always sell them a little short. With the See, the time. problem
3: with conservatives is that they're. Uh, imagine you're playing a game of football, and uh, you tell your team to run to your to, to the end zone and defend it from there, and then the dem, like the other team is like, okay, and they casually walk to, to to the red zone. It's like, why would you let them do that? That's Republicans. <laughs> They don't, they, don't, they don't fight on the cultural issues that shape our country. They think, if we just get a judge, we're fine. Okay, then, congratulations. Because in 10 years, all the judges are going to be ultra-woke, and you're going to be like, well, this one's only a little woke. Because you're not actually doing anything to, to, to defend your values or fight back.
2: I mean, that speak, I don't know if I would blame McConnell for that explicitly. I mean, you can only blame him so much if the people he gets through aren't very good. He's still got them through, and the best of the crop. But the thing I will say that you're absolutely right on is that social issues have long been put in the back burner and stuff like the Republican Party has basically tolerated pro-lifers for the last since Roe v. Wade as just a necessary part of the coalition but they don't care what they think or what they believe yep they haven't tried anything to like over I remember what, this during the election what,
3: what, what, Democrats are coming out demanding universal health care and a green new deal what are Republicans demanding
2: tax cuts <laughs> same thing I mean look at what the infrastructure bill that's not even going to get held up geez
4: through four
2: four I believe it was a one separate two bill, two separate bills 1.2 and 3.5, so upwards of five trillion because we have that money.
4: What was the six trillion number that got knocked around yesterday?
2: I mean, maybe got revised upwards. Do they add any writers to it? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this is six trillion. Just put anything, just make
3: it ten. This is interesting, right here. Cryptic says the Supreme Court just overruled the, evic- the eviction ban.
2: I had seen that actually. Kavanaugh was the wrote the opinion on. I haven't had a, ch- a chance to read it though. Did
3: he write "f you, Biden"? I already said this. Why am I saying it twice? Because Biden doesn't remember the first time. And Biden, and so if 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 the Supreme Court can say this is illegal, and Biden says I'll do it
2: again, what's to stop him from just doing it again
1: and again and again?
2: Uh. You know, what enforcement mechanisms are there? Supreme Court doesn't have any. They just take them back to the court. I mean, the president already said once, he's like, that'll get sorted out in the court in, you know, in a couple months. But until then, people will be safe. I'm like, so legislation by tingling things up in the judiciary, like that's not a way yep. to legislate. I think what it really means is that if you are a landlord in any capacity,
3: you can now just disregard the illegal decrees from the president because they have no merit in the country. And if you have to go to court, you'd win. Because you're going to be like, here's the Supreme Court, Your Honor, is going to go I don't know, I don't yeah, going
2: to court. Is how long is that going to take? Yep. I mean, a lot of people don't have that time.
3: I think it basically just means you can ignore Biden's fake eviction, illegal eviction, ban.
2: Yeah, but what do you tell the squatters? You break, you, you kick them out. What do you mean? I mean, what happens is they no. The president's on my side. He says I can stay. You call the police. What, what? But what law are the police enforcing? You're evicting them. I know, but if the president has already put a moratorium on that. Supreme Court has already said it's not doesn't exist. But then the president does it again. And I mean, Supre- that's what I'm asking. Like, what's the enforcement mechanism? Well, it, it's
3: it's an issue of whether or not the police are are anarcho-tyrannists, and I'd imagine they are. In which case, the cops are going to go to you and go, sorry, I can't help you. But then, rest assured, if you try to do anything to defend your property, they'll arrest you on the spot, probably. Yep, abolish the police. That's right. All right, let's see. Jessica Cora says we left hundreds of portable biometric scanners with the fingerprint and eye scans of over 50,000 Afghanistan military officials.
2: Whoa. That's true. You've heard that, right? Yep, We were documenting and recording everything about the Afghans we worked with, and the Taliban got all that information. Fingerprints, eye scans, everything. Cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are mentioning that SCOTUS has lifted the eviction moratorium, but like I said, like we were saying, I don't know if it matters because Biden illegally did it in the first place. Why
2: does the Supreme Court need to say it twice? Right. That's the thing that I didn't get. The Supreme Court really didn't even say it the first time. And I right. said it twice. But this is where I get into this weird area of like, wait a minute, if the Supreme Court, there's usually this assumption that the Supreme Court ruled and that's that. Now they've done it twice. What, to your point, what happens if Biden comes back another time and says, well, no, I say They tweak it a little bit. That's I what Cuomo keep, was doing. Keep tweaking. Oh, Cuomo.
3: Yep.
1: We He'll tweak
2: it a little him. bit. He'll say, oh, now we're going to do
3: uh, an eviction suspension. So you can file the eviction, but it can't be enforced
2: for six months. It's so funny how fast they turn from, you no know, rule, you no know, law of the land to, eh, you know, more like a guideline on the land.
3: Mm-hmm. More like a guidelines. <laughs> All right, let's see. Christopher Bell says, will you have someone that's on the other side of your argument, like Dan Crenshaw? We'd love to have Dan Crenshaw. But you know the big challenges with getting politicians on the show? Every, every time we hit up one of these politicians, they're like, oh, we're fans. We'd love to come on the show. Or, oh, definitely, it'd be great. Send an email to this person. And we'll set it up. And then we do. And then the person doesn't respond back or responds back with, like, yeah, we'll figure out the dates. And then they never respond back. Yeah. Oh, sounds like it's American waste politics. of time. What do they mean on the waste other side? Like someone who's time.
2: pro-stay in Afghanistan? Yes. Oh. Is he necessarily pro-stay in Afghanistan? I thought I think he, he is. Just, I thought he just wanted a small residual force as uh,
3: security. Right, small residual force, I think. Like Syria. and But I actually have said that myself. Like, I think we should have never gone into, gone into Afghanistan, but if we have... Because we we've had people on the show who have said this. We, we need a small... We need commanders, intelligence, logistics, but a very small group with drone support, and we're done. And I'm like, I'll take that. If it prevents this, if it means we're getting all of our troops out, we're not going to waste time on this, but we'll, we'll have to keep a little bit. I'll draw it down substantially.
2: I like the sound of that. It's so crazy to remember, or to think in terms of everything that's happening now, that at the height of the Iraq War and even to the draw uh, the, the lead up to Obama withdrawing from Iraq, Afghanistan was always the good war, the yeah. justified war. And now here we are.
3: Man, I, I don't know. But I, I will tell you this. We're going to have a members-only podcast episode coming up at around 11 or so p.m. at TimCast.com. So go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Check out all of the awesome articles we have. We have a really great uh, uh, story uh, uh on the ground covering actually maybe we'll talk about this for the, for the for the member segment we'll talk about some of the original reporting we got people protesting and risking their jobs, saying they expect to be fired in the next couple of weeks because of the mandates in new york go to timcast.com check it out don't forget to like uh, smash the like button subscribe to this channel you can follow the show at timcast irl we put up clips on all the different platforms and you can follow me personally at timcast do you want to shout out anything beckett
2: you know, my mom? I don't know. <laughs> you want to shout out your mom? No, uh, I mean, Whoa. hi, mom. <laughs> don't make it weird. Uh <laughs> Hey, follow me on Twitter at Beckett Adams. There you go. There that's we go. Some it. nice uh, self-promotion right Good there. Good to see you, man. All right. Thanks hey, for having me. Follow me at Ian Crossland and at
4: iancrossland.net if you'd like to get get to my nexus point. Um <laughs> Hey, I hope you're feeling all right. That was a, was a rough show tonight. This yeah. is, this is brutal stuff. Yeah, right. I pretty yeah. messed.
0: Absolutely. And I actually do know how to do a shout out. I'm like, "Fuck You guys should follow me on Twitter at Sourpatch lids as I'm approaching the number of followers as Sourpatch kids. Very excited about this. This is my goal in life and I appreciate all your help."
3: Thanks for hanging out everybody. I know this was this was it's 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 so brutal because I'm like, you know, some days we have fun stories uh that are like still politically relevant and everything, but usually, you know, it's always so negative. So, go to timcast.com if you want to hear more of that. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all there. Bye guys.